appreciate this, Sarah. Stay. Um, Harry Potter, the most racist thing in the entire world. Yes, I know. I heard. Yeah, I think did she found that. So. From, did you send it? I mean, it's basically. I, I, I'm pretty sure I sent Sarah. Hold on, the TV's on. Yeah, you. I think you did. Send basically, it it's the the story Not of white people and black people. Yeah, pretty much because of segregation. Because, yeah, segregation and stuff. Yeah. So JKKK Rowling <laughs> <laughs> just propagating the story further. I think that is the same video. I remember la- losing my shit when I heard that. Lost it. <laughs> I was like, that's funny. <laughs> so I guess I guess we can't like Harry Potter anymore, right? Because it's racist as shit. But there is studies that show kids are more empathetic by watching Harry. Okay. Because we've learned to accept people. Uh huh. Unless they're filthy mudbloods. <laughs> the fuck you call me? <laughs> Hermione is, and we don't. Hermione is a human that has magic abilities. That's why they're called mudbloods. Right. Right. But we accept her in the universe. Yeah. All the other so kids so she's there. a mudblood, but she's not a muggle. Yeah, so just muggles, non-magic. Folk. Muggles have no. Basic. Did you just call me the M word? <laughs> but doesn't the the good people in the Ministry of Magic protect the Muggles? Yes. I mean, the the good people in Jim Crow laws try to protect <laughs> the black people. I know. Like they get rid of all the Death Eaters. No, I get the sentiment behind Harry Potter, but it is weird that it is weird. her the J.K. Rowling's perfect world is for everybody to go in their own little sections and stick yeah, in their those. in their camps. <laughs> yeah. So what is what is that ultranationalism? Yeah, or, uh, like, um, um, uh, xenophobia maybe. No, well, no xenophobia. Um, no, they they dress it up as like something good, mm-hmm. like uh, ethno states. Yes, that's she it. wants yeah, she yeah. wants ethno states. Yeah. But Everybody is, in their own, with their own people. It, and, it's been out it for years that she isn't a great human being. Oh, no, no. She, she's been she, going on a terror lately right, against trans people, so. terrible in a lot. Why? Like, I don't understand people's fucking stupidity. I just don't. I know, especially like, when it comes to, like, trans rights. Like, her, J.K. Rowling's argument was is that because they are not, uh, deal with the same issues that quote unquote her words real women deal with they're not real women they're but trans women the and that's it for a few years yeah. now well she's a dumb cunt <laughs> yes she, very much she so. Is. so that's that's my and don't get me wrong like i swing both ways on this issue like um whenever people were getting in trouble because they wouldn't list their pronouns mm. or like people were like flaming people because they wouldn't list their pronouns yeah, yeah. like who the fuck cares right I don't care if they don't list their pronouns. If you want to, more power to you. It's, it's more about the thing, like, uh, instead of calling him my husband, I would call him my partner to make that word more acceptable and um, relatable to the world. Because not everybody has husbands, but we have partners. Um, and then the pronouns, even though I go by she, yeah, she, her, it makes it more acceptable for somebody that goes by they, them. Yeah, but that's, that's what he's trying to say, is that for the individual, that's perfectly fine. But if... Uh, say someone that does decide to give you their pronouns. Well, right. Well, no, I'm, I, I am absolutely an ally. Yeah. yeah. I've never listed mine. You don't have to, but the people that do. Well, right. And that's what I'm saying. The people that do, that's fine. 
more power to you. But people should not be looked Forced down upon to, yeah. or said, well, you're not an ally if you don't do it. No, yeah. it doesn't fucking matter. There was this. Oh yeah, there, there is a, a huge there was a sect huge of people that will fucking thing go ape shit. I mean, it was probably eight, yeah, eight yeah. or ten months ago. It, it, yeah, it was forever ago. But if you don't put your pronouns in your bio or something, then you're, you're then you're a piece of crap, and yeah. you, don't you don't care. Don't lie with them. And it's just like that's not necessarily the case for the majority of people. But the, the, what is always said is is the minority has usually the loudest voice. Well, so there I, were a sect of people. Do it, and so and you make it the norm now. Right. So we well, I get, I people, get I why you're supposed to do it. I mean, pronouns but, are the norm. But the I'm idea not going to right. force. And like, uh, <laughs> uh, did you see uh, the the dumb? Um, I don't remember if it was Marjorie Taylor Green or. I know there have been several whoever. people basically somebody, being like, if you use pronouns. <laughs> no, no, no. One of them, I think it was Marjorie Taylor Green, uh, like put on her Twitter. My pronoun or my pronouns are patriotic or patriot, <laughs> and somebody like immediately tweeted back like that's a noun, not a pronoun. <laughs> it just, that made me laugh. But uh, yeah, I don't get the hate of like like J.K. Rowling saying trans women aren't real women. Yeah, like that's fucked up. Yeah, like if you don't want to be or if you don't want to be trans, then don't be trans. Like, right. like you don't have to become a man. That's mm-hmm. fine. I don't fucking care. Yeah. But well, like, it was a I've small sect. It wasn't everybody that was uh, an ally or anything. Obviously Ryan and I didn't care, but there was a small sect of people basically like chastising other people. Like for you not have putting, to do it, putting their pronouns or you don't, in their, you don't care about yeah. gay or trans people. Yeah. And no, I do like, I get why you are supposed, to do it to make it if you have a preference of what you're called like if you actually care i get why you're supposed to do it to make it the norm because it wasn't the norm that and too. that's how we everybody threw a hissy fit well why are we calling this person they them and you know what i mean like well right but yeah. all all while you do that and you add normalcy to that you also add to the people that are like my pronoun is attack helicopter. <laughs> there is that as well. Ridiculousness. And, and people go, no, that's dumb. And yeah. well, why is that dumb? And not this. <laughs> right. Like you give, you get like, I, I, I like the it. whole, uh, like the whole, uh, what There's was it? Like, like, gender fluid stuff that led into super straight. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm super straight. What? Super Where the hell have you been lately? I have not heard that anymore. So there's a bunch of white men saying, no, if I I will never consider dating a trans woman, even if she's post-op. Like, so like never super, super yeah. republic, like Stephen Crowder types yeah. tried to normalize no, I did see the, the phrase super straight. There's a yeah. new thing going on about how we don't need straight men, straight men in general, because some man got on there and go, you need straight men or the population would mm-hmm. be, you know, gone. And... We have your pansexuals, and he identifies as queer. I have no problem sleeping with a woman to make a baby. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll do it. Yeah, because being straight like, is an orientation. It's not. Right. And he's like, so we don't really need straight men. And then he goes <laughs> on, and he made a whole big thing about it. We don't need your... So maybe that's from the super straight standpoint. Probably. And why... Just a, somebody hearing straight man, and they're automatically assuming, oh, we don't need men in general. Right, yeah. but then you got the 
pansexuals and uh, yeah, yeah, I people guess. that would if need be if the human species was on the brink of collapse. I guarantee you, a gay man would jizz in a cup and then yeah. donate it to you a woman. Have to, like, with scientific advances, yeah. you don't absolutely need super straight men right. anymore. You right. don't. Uh, yeah. So uh, sidebar. I had a whole thing planned for your uh, Christmas gift. Um, so I got part of it done. Um, I was going to have about half of it done whenever you came here today. And I was going to finish it up over the next few days and then give it to you then. But I only have this one piece, Ryan. <laughs> why? Because <laughs> our fucking cat got in the way of the no, goddamn oh 3D God. print. And it stopped halfway through. This is all I got. So this is the base. <laughs> there's supposed to be three other tiers that come up, and then this just fits in right here to where the uh, dice come out. I'm making Ryan, for those who don't know, I'm making Ryan a dice tower for Christmas, and it was supposed to be this whole thing where it like collapses and expands, and then he could just take it wherever. But because of my son's stupid cat got in the way of the 3D print that I was printing while I was at work today, I've got maybe a one and a quarter of the goddamn thing printed out, so... Yes. That damn cat. Yeah. <laughs> I've got another gift for you as well, but it's just not spectacular, I guess. Not that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll get it. <laughs> yeah, it will get done. I am in the process. Once we're done recording, I'm going to start that print back up again, but well, yeah, it was just irritating. It. We can't do it while we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> it does squeak an awful lot. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, okay. Thanks for entering the conversation. I had to pee! <laughs> So before we get into the movie of the week this week um, for The Matrix, which Matrix, the original one, I like about 99% of it. There's yeah. one thing near the end where I'm not I'm not a huge fan of. We'll get to it when we get to it. Just because for the rest of the other movies, it doesn't make why, any sense why he would can you continue doing certain things if he can do what he does at the end of the movie. Uh, we'll get to that here in a second. Um, anyway, before we get into the movie... And our partnership is with Newsly, and if you don't know what Newsly is, just go to newsly.me, and you basically discover that you can have the news read to you. Any news article from any site, you can have it read to you in a very natural, calm voice. If you want the experience tailored to you, you set up an account and all that. Um, but you can also have, on top of the news being read to you from all different sites, you can also have podcasts from over 40 countries, and including this one as well is also on Newsly. So if you are you already have a podcast aggregator, just switch over to Newsly, and you'll also have the news read to you as well as all the podcasts that you can, um, I guess, shove in your ears, if you will. Um, but if you want to set up a premium account, and that comes with like unlimited skips and a more tailored experience and shit like that, you can uh, download the Newsly app, and then whenever you are prompted for a promo code, put in our promo code, Nerdinian, with the I's and O's replaced with ones and zeros. So it's N-E-R-D, the number one, letter N, the number 10, and the letter N as well. And just put that in at the end of checkout, and you'll be able to set up and have your one free month of the premium service. I think it's like 10 bucks after that. So it's not half bad for this whole like hub for everything that you could possibly like news and podcasts all meshed up into one. Um, and if any of what I just said is confusing, just look at the show description for this everything episode. Everything will be in the bottom. Yep, including the actual promo code. And Caddyshack. Anyway, I'm Greg Vance. And I'm Ryan Downing. And we are Nadinian, and we take apart nerd movies week by week, scene by scene. And we and I taking apart has an derogatory connotation to it if you will it's not so much like ripping apart something it's more like just breaking it down to what we think it means or how we feel about a certain scene and just walking through the movie scene by scene beat by beat 
And um, I want to say right now, if you haven't watched The Matrix from back in 1999, we are going to spoil this movie. So, so I know we've talked about movies in previous weeks that have been hugely informative in our youths. And this movie... Formative. That's what I said. I thought you said informative. And I was like, no. No, I said that have been okay, formative. Informative. Yeah. Um, I believe I did. Anyway. And this movie is no exception to that idea either. It's a movie that came out when I was like 12, 13. I was born in 86. This came out in 99. So yeah, I was about 13 years old. So it was like that age where I was stopping or slowly transitioning from like kid shows on like Disney and shit to more adult sitcoms, if you will, like Friends, things of that nature. And then The Matrix came out, and I was very much into this idea of The Matrix, like this idea of us all being jacked into like this. In the, the internet was very in its infant stage at that point in '99. Yeah. Um, we, the whole year of '99, people were constantly fucking obsessing about Y2K, about the clocks resetting, all the internal clocks for different computer systems. Everything uh, hitting for any of you young people who <laughs> weren't alive at that point and don't know what Y2K is. Um, they were worried because um, they were under the impression that whenever the clock struck midnight mm. and it rolled over to 2000, that computers would not know how to read that and would read it as 1900, and it would just reset the uh, the millennium, and it would fuck everything up, and planes would fall out of the sky, and... Yeah trains would crash and they even had software where it was designed to counteract to to protect your computer from y2k um just think of the anti-vax hysteria that's going on right now only less um a vitriolic and less like mean vicious if you will like a lot of the anti-vax bullshit is more like I guess anti-American. If you take the vaccine, you're more anti-American than anything else. From the crazy, I'm not saying that. that's what crazy people would right, say. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it's along the lines of that where just hysteria was happening left, right, and center because of the idea of Y2K. And this movie came out, and it's very it just like bleeds right into that hysteria as well because you know computers are a new thing in 99. This movie comes out, it was a huge fucking deal. It was a huge deal in my life. I thought that was fucking fascinating. At one point, I wanted the shades and the trench coat and the whole nine yards because that's what fucking Neo had, and he looked really fucking cool. Um, I, I've said this before. like I've had several like movie crushes or TV show crushes. Like Darlene from Roseanne was my first like I, childhood crush. I'm very aware. And then when I was like, 13, 14 years old, I fell in love with Trinity and Princess Leia. And those are basically the archetypes that I would have. That's what my wife is, essentially. Um, that's, that's the type of woman I would try to uh, marry at some point in my life, which I did. Um, anyway, so they were very inform- or formative in my youth, so I very much enjoyed this movie. What are your thoughts on the very first Matrix? Not, not just the Matrix franchise as a whole. Obviously, you haven't seen the fir- fourth one, and we'll get to how we feel about the other two later on. But what is your feelings on the first Matrix? I really enjoy it. It's always nice to revisit that section of my life. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of protected by the nostalgia filter like Yeah. There's and not really anything in it that I dislike. The movie, like I said, is 99% a near perfect movie. There's Yeah. Here, I'll just fucking spoil it now. Um we'll get to it now. Okay, so whenever Neo jumps into Agent, Agent Smith's Smith. body and he just explodes the guy, Ryan why does he fight agents in any of the other movies? If he can just jump into a body and explode it, 
Well, why fight them it, at all? He says it right at the beginning of the second one. Whenever uh, he goes to the door and he's like, you know, you guys should leave. Agents are coming. And then the agents show up and he starts fighting one. And he goes, hmm, upgrades. Yeah, but there was no reason to start fighting them. I mean, you just jump into them. Hell, you well, probably just well, reach into them and just he, turn them inside out. He can't now because they're upgraded. The, but he, we don't even program, see him try. We just well, see right. him just automatically start the, fighting the them. Program which looks has, cool. The program has adjusted. I Maybe. I watched all three. I didn't make that connection. I just thought it was just they didn't remember that Neo exploded Agent Smith in the last one. No, I th- I honestly think that it's just um, that the fuck do they call him the founder or the the source no the guy in the white chair oh the architect the architect that the architect saw him do it mm. and then adjusted the agents mm. thusly maybe like to i don't know it's possible i don't know i just it like i said it's 99 percent perfect movie for me because and it's just that one thing that makes no sense why it would continue fighting hell he even reaches into trinity at one point to save her right. in the one movie so he obviously but, could possess that But ability. he doesn't do that for any of the other characters that he could potentially do it for. Meaning that he probably didn't realize that he could do it. But he just randomly does it. Like, she's near death. She has a bullet in her chest. No, I, just... I know. But you've got to think, not necessarily all the characters in this one, uh, but like all the characters in two that die, like, he could have done it for them too. All right. Let's get into this movie. And we should also mention, like, this movie... It takes a few ideas from, so there are a few ideas like uh, simulation theory, and there's a book, a few books out that's based on. Um, so, Simulacra and Simulation by Jean Baudrillard, I think that's how you pronounce his last name or her last name. Out of Control by Kevin Kelly, an introduction to evolutionary psychology by Dylan Evans, and it's all based upon the idea of like there being. Where and this is a theme throughout the entire movie where you you don't make any choices yourself. They're all predetermined for you. Right. Um, that free will does not exist. The idea of free will is the only thing that you actually have. Where you, where you, or fate is the only thing that is constant in your life. You always. Neo hates the idea of fate. So does Morpheus because it means that they don't have control over their own life. Things like that. Which I like that idea. I'm a big philosophy. I don't know, nerd. That's why I love Star Wars so much because it's more uh, philosophical um, arguments and standpoints and shit like that. And that's what this movie does a lot uh, throughout the entire movie. Hell, throughout the entire franchise. It does a lot of like, well, if this is this way, how would you feel? If you had no choice, how would you feel? Shit like that. And this movie is no different. Um, I should also mention, and I know we don't really mention awards too often, but I thought this was really impressive. So, or really interesting. Not really so much impressive. So the Matrix movie didn't win like classical like quote unquote classical oscar awards like best actor best actress right. best director but it did win four oscars for editing sound sound effects and visual effects and quite frankly this this movie started the idea of bullet time where you had an actor in the center of like a bunch of cameras all around him where it would snap pictures and just um, was it like 30 frames a second or some ridiculous notion where all these cameras are snapping at the same time and you string them all together and it's just like the cameras wrapping around the oh, actor. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it, it invented that. So them getting those awards is very fucking interesting because, yeah, they did for all intents and purposes. And I think that's why people don't enjoy Reloaded Revelations because they the Wachowski, which I'll get to them in here in a second, the Wachowski siblings 
set such a high fucking bar. Right. With that first movie, the idea of people being in a simulation along with revolutionizing uh, visual effects and how things are, how things look, how a lot of the visual effects, especially in this first movie, don't lose any weight. Yeah. Like a lot of it, like you'll, we'll talk about when we talk about Reloaded, but the visual effects in Reloaded look like, in certain scenes look bad. Yeah. But in this first Matrix movie, not so much. It holds pretty fucking well. Yeah. Uh, well, they, I mean, but they didn't, they also didn't do a lot of. I'm trying to think if if there was the, a scene the, like, similar to the, the Neo like, fight. The really, really bad offenders for bad CGI work in uh, Revelations. The only one I'm really honing in on is the. The fight with the, the park all scene. Of the agents that's in Reloaded. Or Reloaded. Um, yeah, that scene is awful mm. because it's like 500 fucking agent smith cities fighting that's a lot of rendering that they a have a lot of rendering do. and the 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 way the textures work through real life actor to the cgi character right. looks so, so starkly different it's right. ridiculous um where this, I think a lot of the stuff was practical and like the. Now I'm thinking about it. I think it was, especially with the effects, bullet time. Like, yeah, the visual effects were added later. Like the, the only part of bullet time that wasn't, uh, that wasn't practical mm. was like the bullet itself, where it yeah. like pulses and stuff as it passes yeah, them. Yeah. But I think everything else was practical. Yeah, you got practical wire work, shit like that. The actor being in like and this one even, area bending even over, like whenever the agents dodge and you kind of see like the shadowy ghosts yeah, of yeah. them. Like, I I can't say for sure because I don't know how they did it, but like if you take a if you take a photograph and layer it on top of and a, layer it on top of each other with opacity with different levels of opacity, like. It, you it would could be able like to yeah. to get that sort of thing without having possible. to have any computer involved whatsoever. Well, I mean, you have to have a computer involved, not in but, the but you traditional sense of right, CGI, yeah. right? You wouldn't have to have a, a like a rendered effect. Yeah, I, and I'm not sure how they did that effect, but yeah, that would stand to reason that yeah, just layer different images on top of each other, just having the actor move a certain way in each frame. So yeah, that way. And set some different opacities. Yeah. And- um, anyway, so this movie was written and directed by the Wachowski siblings. We're going to call them siblings, or we'll refer to them as Lana or Lily Wachowski. They are both now trans women who have uh, dropped their former names. They are now their dead names. I'm not even going to mention them, just Wachowski siblings. And I, th- I always found that interesting, like these two major directors felt and you can make the argument that this movie is an allegory for being trans you absolutely could yeah because it's it's what the way i understand being a trans person is, is you don't feel comfortable in your own body that you feel like you're disconnected that you are trapped right and you could also argue that the idea of uh everything being predetermined and fate determining yeah. everything for yeah. you is is how they feel trapped mm. and they are trying to break free from their own matrix. I'm not yeah. I'm not trying to put words in their mouth right, obviously. Right. Um I'm just trying to give an interpretation like right. I'm not saying that I know what the Wachowski siblings were thinking. Um I do remember 
because um, was it Lily was the first one? No, Lana. Lana was the first one. Lana was the first one. And I remember that it was a huge deal whenever because yeah. they were doing Speed Racer whenever yeah, uh, and it, the news came out. It was kept it was kept quiet mm-hmm. for like an extra six months or something mm-hmm. because they didn't want it to interfere with Speed Racer. Because yeah. it was originally, I mean, if you watch the end titles for this this Matrix movie, it was the Wachowski brothers. Right. And that's how they were billed. And then whenever they went on to do Speed Racer, it was the, just the Wachowskis. Yep. And now uh, Lana and now Lily as well have both transitioned into women. And it's I find it really fucking interesting that the, these two major directors just put it all on the line. Fuck anything that they did in previous films. They're going to do what they think is best for them. And they had, clearly they had the money to fucking do it because the first Matrix did ridiculous amounts really, of money. Really, really well. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, written and directed by the Wachowskis. Um, starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving, Joe Pantoliano, um, Marcus Chong, Gloria Foster, Julian Arahanga, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, Matt Doran, Belinda McClory, Anthony Ray Parker, Paul Goddard, Robert Tyler, and yeah, that's it. And the movie starts off with, I think it's the, the, the basically, the, this movie's cold open. It's, we just see a bunch of numbers, like, it's the classic Matrix um, screen. screen with the, the numbers raining Matrix down. Matrix screensaver that everybody had. Every fucking computer had <laughs> yes. after the Matrix came out. Yep. Uh, and we just see all these numbers starting to lock into place of a phone number of some sort. And we hear two people talking, they'll be later revealed as Cypher and Trinity, and Trinity, or Cypher's asking, or maybe it's Trinity, saying that I'll take the next watch or some shit like that. And Cypher's like, you really like him? And Trinity's like, it's not like that, I just want to make sure he's okay. And Cypher's like, admit it, you don't believe anything that Morpheus is saying about this kid at all. They're alluding to what... Do you really think he's the one? Yeah. Um, And Trinity's like, I don't know what I think, or some shit like that. And then... Trinity hears like a beep of some sort. She's like, "Are you sure this line was clear?" And Cipher's like, "Yeah, I made extra special sure, whatever the fuck he says." And it's super special secret <laughs> right? And Trinity hears another beep. She's like, "I need to get off this line." Uh, we then cut to uh, police uh, surrounding a motel building of some sort. Um, we see a couple agents pull up, get out of the vehicle, and immediately. Or no, the cops start entering this hotel room. We just see like cops uh, like running right through halls and stuff and getting into uh, Trinity's room or just outside Trinity's room. And then yep. we hear the uh, see the agents pull up and everything. Um, and then we have this one cop who's like, "I know you told me to wait, but I, don't give me that jurisdiction, juris, my diction crap or whatever the fuck he says." And agent agent the main agent for this movie is Agent Smith. Played by Hugo Weaving. He's like, look, I told you that for your own good. And uh, the officer's like, we can handle one little girl. And Agent Smith's like, no. Your men are already dead. Yep. Uh, the, he's got Agent Smith is him and two other agents. He grabs a few police officers. They usher him up uh, to where Trinity's room is, which is like 303, I believe, because it comes into play later on in the movie. Yep. And Trinity hears all the commotion going on. This is before the agents show up. She hears the commotion. The officers bum rush the room. And immediately we get our first instance of bullet time in this moment. They all sit, tell her to freeze. One guy walks up. Trinity breaks his arm, hops in the air. Bullet time activates. She then kicks the guy over across the room. And then just quickly 
dispatches all the officers in that room real fucking quickly. And then she books it to the roof. Uh, a few of the agents are, see her trying to get to the roof and everything, and they just run after her as well, along with uh, a few officers trailing behind them. And this one agent is hot on her trail as she's just running through the rooftop. They jump over an alley to a nearby building, and the, obviously Trinity and the agent have no issue jumping over. We see a few cops jumping over that have no issue, but then we see a few of them like uh, having a bit of an issue get over the alley section to the next building. Uh, the chase continues, and then Trinity launches from one side of the street to the other side of the street on another uh, not nearby a rooftop, but across like four lanes of traffic uh, over to another building. She leaps up, lands, barrel rolls into behind a smokestack of some sort. The agent does the same, only does the superhero landing at the other yep. building. Mm-hmm. And the officers stop completely and are like, that's fucking impossible. And (laughs) we see the agent has now got like a desert eagle in his hand, this big, massive fucking gun is just unloading towards where Trinity is. She takes off a few rounds towards the agent. And then while he's ducking behind Trinity, just books it across the rooftop and basically just dives through like a small, almost like bathroom window. Only it's for a hallway, but it's a very small window where only she has a very small window. She crashes through, uh, ends at the or lands at the end of the set of steps, and just immediate right when she lands, immediately whips out two guns, pointing towards the hole that she just came through, and is waiting for the agent to come in after her. And she's telling herself, "Get up, Trinity! Get up, Trinity! Get up, Trinity!" And she gets up, runs outside, and she hears a phone starting to ring nearby. A payphone. Yeah, a payphone. Which is, I'm interested to see how they do. Stuff like that in the today resurrection movie because yeah, payphones were a huge thing in the in these three movies. That's not a thing anymore. Payphones and landlines. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I, we have a landline. We hardly use it. It's mainly a nuisance. We only use it for like our mother and shit like that, or just like uh, bills. But we don't really use it. I usually give my cell number. So does Sarah. So it's not. And a lot of people don't have landlines anymore. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see how, because apparently one of the stipulations in the Matrix is that you couldn't use cell phones to get out of the Matrix. Right. You had to use a hard line of some sort. So Trinity sees this payphone, and then as she's starting to walk towards it, thinking that she's in the clear, we see like this tow truck barrel around the corner. garbage truck. Is it a garbage truck? Whatever. A big-ass fucking uh, truck barreling around the corner, and it's Agent Smith in this uh, vehicle. He stops maybe... Well, like 10 feet in front of the phone booth. It just revs the engine up. Trinity sees him. Agent Smith sees her, and it's almost like a western type feel. She like starts a booking standoff. it. She tears ass towards the payphone. He yeah. <laughs> pedals to the floor to gunning towards, towards the, the payphone. She gets into it, grabs it, puts it to her ear, and hand on the glass... Yeah. And then, yeah, and all we hear is like this pixelated, like electrical type noise. I yeah, don't, I guess that's the best way to explain it. I believe it's supposed to be analogous of like um, the old modem sounds. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, and then we cut to uh, a gentleman passed well, out. Well, and you see the fucking. Oh yeah, the semi just run right through the payphone. Um, the agents get out, or Agent Smith gets out. The other agents join up with him, and they see that the 
all that's there in the Monks of the Rubble is just the payphone and the wall that the payphone was in front of. And no Trinity, no nothing. So she got out safe and sound. And the agents say, oh, we were too late, uh, but it doesn't matter. We know their next target. We should have him soon or some shit like that. Um, we then cut to a gentleman at his desk, passed out, listening to a bunch of music as his uh, computer like siphons through a bunch of information. We see like uh, different events that happen in the news. We see Morpheus. We see Trinity. Obviously, uh, this character knows about um, somebody named Morpheus and Trinity. He just doesn't know. He and we also get that he heard about the Matrix. He doesn't know what the Matrix is, right? Because he's, he's a hacker. Also, he's also not sure who they are, right? He knows of some of their exploits, but that's about it. Um, and he's a hacker. He's a what? I think the computer programmer by day, hacker at night type bullshit. And this is Thomas Anderson or Neo, who will later on find out his actual name, um, which they do like, once again, the uh, analogy for uh, transitioning for a person transitioning, you have your dead name and you have your new name, Neo Thomas Anderson. The only people that use Thomas Anderson are the uh, Puritan bullshit, uh, agents of the Matrix. Anybody else always calls him fucking Neo because that's who he wants to go as. That's who he prefers to go as. Right. So it's very analogous of um, being trans and going yeah. through all that. Um, so yeah. So Neo is laying there at his desk listening to a bunch of music, which I didn't realize until I was watching this movie. But it had more of an effect on me than I uh, realized, Ryan, because there have been numerous times where I'll listen to music at a ridiculous volume. And while working on a computer or writing or something, and then just pass out at my desk in some manner. Yep. So and I've I don't know if that's a thing with a lot of people outside of you know nerds. I know people pass out uh, pass out at their desk all the time, but listening to loud ass music as you pass out and everything it just doesn't seem. Sarah fucking is baffled by the idea, even to this day, why I can listen to music and pass out. Yeah, I get that a lot too. Of course, my music is a lot angrier than yours. Yeah, right. So like, I, I get like, because I set my alarm to different metal bands and stuff, mm. and I'll sleep through them. Yeah. And people go, well, "How? How do you sleep through that?" And yeah. I just do. It's like, <laughs> it's like white noise. I can, I can literally put on like, uh, "Demolisher" by Slaughter to Prevail, and lean back in a chair and close my eyes and just sit there listening to it and I'll be out like a fucking light. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's heavy. Like it is, mm. but it's also very comforting. It's, but I don't but listen to that type of music, but I do listen to music that can be, uh, not, not visceral, but very loud at times. Um, so, and I, I don't know, loud things are comforting to me. I don't know yeah. why. Um, anyway, Neil, we see Neo's uh, computer go black, and then we just see the dot matrix, um, sim- like a tab, start blinking. The green little like underscore yep. thing starting to blink on and off. And then we see a message scroll across the screen. Neo senses something's going on, wakes up, and sees it. It says, wake up, Neo. Yep. Uh, and the message is, I don't know why I didn't write this down, but I didn't. But the message is long and short of it is, uh, they're on to you, Neo. You need to meet me. Uh, Neo doesn't believe any of this. He's like, who is this? What are you doing? He tries to just basically command execute his computer to basically just shut down. It's not working at all. Um, and so and Neo asks, who is this? He's like, don't worry about who I am. 
just follow the white rabbit. And then uh, it says knock knock on the message. And then knock knock Neo. knock knock. Uh, yeah, knock knock Neo. And then two knocks ring from the other or sound from his from door. His door. Uh, Neo is just completely shocked by this idea. Then looks back at his computer and it's just a black screen. Yep, like nothing ever happened. And uh, he recollects himself. He opens his door part way, and it's a group of people asking, "Do you have it?" And Neo's like, "Yeah, do you have the money?" And we're not sure what it is. It's some sort of like hacking program. We just don't know what it is. Because Neo opens up, and it's a copy of the uh, Simulacra and Simulation book. Mm-hmm. Um, and in it is just, um, it's all hollowed out. It's all hollowed out, but in it is, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember what those discs were. They weren't floppies, but they weren't CDs. I can't remember. Zip discs? I think that's what it is. Zip discs. Um, he has a whole stack of them, uh, in this hollowed out book and he grabs one. Apparently it's the right one, hands it to the guy. And Neo's like, remember if you get caught with that, and the guy's like, yeah, 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 I know. I, I didn't. Didn't get it, get from, it from you. you. Whatever. And then uh, he, Neo is looking back at his computer, looking at the group, and the guy's like, "What? Something wrong with you? Look like you took a bunch of mescaline." And and Neo's like, "You ever have one of those out of body or deja vu moments or some shit like that?" And the guy's like, uh, yeah, "Dreams yeah, all you can't like, wake up from or something." Like yeah, that. something along those lines. And the guy's it's like, "Not yeah, deja vu yet." That's, that's right. It's later on. Uh, the guy's like, "Yeah, but it just sounds like you need to unwind." And uh, the guy's like. Come with us. Come We're with us. Go party. And his girlfriend next to him is like, "Yeah, why don't you come to us?" And he's she like, leans "No, in. I don't want to." That's right. I don't want to. It's like, "Oh, come on. It'll, It'll be, be fun. fun." Yeah. And then she turns, and you see a white rabbit tattooed oh. on her shoulder. Yep. Uh, we then cut to, uh, I think it's White Zombie. I don't think it's Rob Zombie. Just said. I think it's White Zombie no, Dragula. Yeah. Um, playing, and we just see, <laughs> we see on the left side of the frame, we see Neo leaning against the wall, and on the right side of the frame, an ass covered in latex just being like caressed by somebody as the camera pulls in past the who's ever random ass that is um we cut to a tighter shot on neo and up walks trinity right behind him and she says hello neo and immediately i think immediately he's like did you do that thing with my computer i think right away he just asked yeah, i think and uh I think Trinity says, yeah, that was me. My name is Trinity. And immediately, Neo knows who she is. She's like, you're the one that broke in the IRS database. And, she, and uh, Trinity's like, oh, that was a long time ago. And then Neo's a bit standoffish. And she's like, what? What's wrong? And right away, Neo's like, I thought you were a guy. And he's like, or she's like, most guys do. And she, the long and short of it, she tells Neo, I can't stay for very much longer, but I need you to know. Uh, I know what you stay up at night for. I know what you long for. And Neo finishes it for her. What is the Matrix? And she basically says, like, I can't tell you much right now, but just know that Morpheus and I are out there looking to help or some shit like that. And I think we just cut to the next day. He's in his yeah. cubicle. Um, or he wakes up and we just... Yeah, we, we, we hear, like, beep, 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 and he wakes up. And he's in his bed, and he realizes he's late for work. We then cut to him and his cubicle, and he's just sitting there. Not doing anything. Yeah. Like, he's just sitting there, just, like, dozing off, just not doing fuck all. Uh, a delivery man walks into his cubicle. He asks if he's Thomas Anderson. He says yes. Uh, he signs for the package. The guy fucks off. And then uh, Neo opens up the package, and it's a phone. It's a very it's an odd phone. It's like a banana phone. It's shaped like a banana. Anyway. It's a, it's 
a futuristic cell phone from 1999. Right, right. Uh, that can talk through the Matrix and whatnot. Excuse me. Uh, and uh, right when Neo has it in his hand, it rings immediately. Yeah, as soon as he dumps it out of the envelope. And Neo's shocked by this, but he opens the phone, answers it, he says hello, and on the other end is who later find out is Morpheus. And he tells him, like, don't get up too quickly, but look down across the hall. They're after you, Neo. You need to listen to everything I say. Neo pops up slowly, sees agents are asking somebody something, and they look towards Neo. And Neo ducks back down. He's like, what do they want from me? Um, and ne- Morpheus is like, I don't know, but you probably shouldn't find out. And then he tells Neo, stay right there for another like 10 seconds. And he tells him to go uh, cubicle across from you, uh, and then to the end of the row, to the office at the end of the hall, is what he tells him. Um, we see Neo do all that, and he goes to the cubicle right next to him, waits for the agents to leave, then he goes down to the end of the row where all his fellow cubicle people are, and then into the office, um, which I'm assuming is his boss o- boss's office, because we see that same office, the small scene that we missed, is because he was late for work, he gets chastised by his boss. Yeah. Um, as a window washer is washing right. the window. Um, and I also like the idea of anytime they're in the Matrix, like there's a green hue to everything. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't think they do that too much in the sequel trilogy or the sequel movies, but I do like yeah, in this not, first one. Not as often. Right. And, and I don't even think it continues after he's freed. I thought it was because, like, you see the Oracle; she's all in green, like her kitchen's green. Yeah, I guess. So I don't think it says. Um, I don't know her being dressed in green and her kitchen being green. Yeah, so I think it's any at least for the first movie. There's a lot of green in it. Um, uh, we hear Morpheus on the phone telling Neo, "Okay, you see that scaffolding outside the building? I need you to go to it. Uh, there's a window next to you. Open it. Crawl across the edge of the building and get to the scaffolding to go to the roof." And Neo's like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is ridiculous. Why are they after me? He's like, you need to stop questioning me and just get to the scaffolding. Um, Morpheus hangs up. And Neo is automatically like, why is this happening? I didn't do anything. What did I do? I didn't do anything. And then he gets on the edge of the scaffolding. And he starts trying to crawl, inching his way towards the scaffolding. He slips a bit, catches himself, but drops the phone. And as he sees the phone tumbling to the ground, he's like, no, fuck this. And immediately reverses course. Well... Yeah, he's told right before they hang up that he has two options. He can either go the way that Morpheus is telling him or leave with the agents. Those are his only two options. Yep. And he decides, well, fuck. I'm leaving with the I, agents. I don't want to die, so I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna go with the agents. Uh, we see Thomas uh, outside of the his place he's, of work handcuffed. Yeah, being, being handcuffed and like brought Escorted in into the a car. vehicle. And you see it in like a rear view mirror and you just hear fuck. And you see it's Trinity who was apparently back to watch him again. Yeah. Which then Agent Smith turns towards her before she takes off. I'm like, yeah, you you have Neo, but wouldn't you want Trinity as well? Why wouldn't you go chasing after her? She was literally six feet from you. Right. But whatever. For story reasons, they don't. Uh, We then cut to uh, Neo in an interrogation room. Uh, just sitting at a table uh, on a chair, and we just see we see monitors that we don't know what it is. We assume it's part of the police station, but we will later find out it's part of something else. 
and we just see Neo sitting at the table through these monitors. Um, and there's multiple monitors, like ridiculous amount of monitors. It's just with just one image on the each screen. Just Neo in this interrogation room. Camera pulls in. We are now in the interrogation room with Neo. In walks the agents. We have two agents standing behind Neo, and we have Agent Smith sitting at the table, and he has a file with him, and he has everything out of Neo's life. His Mr. Anderson. Yes, you would get that an awful lot in this movie and in the next one where he's constantly saying Mr. Anderson. He fucking loves. Hugo Weaving, especially in the next two movies, loves a lot of the things that he's saying. Like You could see he's just in love how he's saying it and what he's saying. Well, yeah, after, I mean, and big props to Hugo Weaving. Like, the the late 90s, early noughts were very good for him. Yeah, with the Lord of the Rings and all he, that. He hit Lord of the Rings, and I want to say the first Lord of the Rings movie was about the same time as The Matrix. I think so. Like it was like both, early 2000s. They both came out about the same time. But then both of them turned into the trilogies. I think and he's in all three of them, isn't he? Yeah. For Lord of the Rings? Yeah, he's in all three Lord of the Rings. He's in all three Matrix movies. Yeah. So, yeah, he had a uh, really good year. And he, he's played and in he different things throughout Vendetta the year. Yeah. And, and all sorts of... But just the... Like, these two kind of, like, put him on the map. Yeah. He's been an actor for decades at this point, but I did not notice him until I watched him in The Matrix and the Lord of the Rings movie, so... And, yeah, he's done other things as well, but those are the main prominent... Along with Captain America, the first Avenger, he's done other things that have been very prominent but, roles. But, yeah, he plays, he plays very different roles in the different trilogies yeah. as well. Yeah. Like, he is very much a bad guy in this one, and yeah. he's very much a good guy in The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And he plays both equally well. Which yes, is, yes. He's which a fantastic is, actor. Yeah, which is tough, because it's very opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. But, um, so, yeah, he sits down, says, Mr. Anderson, uh, you. it seems like you've been dealing, or living dual lives. One is you're a respectable person of society, you pay your taxes, you are a stand-up citizen of the world. The other life is you're a hacker breaking every major federal crime there is in the book. Um, and I'm here to tell you, Mr. Anderson, uh, one of these lives has a good ending and one of them does not. He closes the file and he says it's up to you which one you want. And I, long and short of it, or they, they basically leave it open-ended for Neo. And Neo's immediate is like, I, here, here's something that I want. Or here's two no. things I want. Or no, he's... Uh... It's because he asks him, he doesn't ask him what he wants. He says, how about you do this? And he's like, how about this? Yeah, that's right. That I give lines? you the finger yep. and flips him off and you give me my phone call. Yeah. You can't scare me with this Gestapo crap. Yeah. And immediately Agent Smith's like, how are you going to make a phone call if you can't even talk? If you don't have a mouth. Right. Um, and immediately we see Neo trying to speak and he can't. And then we just see his, where his mouth is just starting to close up and he starts freaking out. He backs up into a corner. By the time he hits the corner, his mouth is completely closed off. He doesn't know what the fuck is going on. And we see two agents grab him by the arms, uh, basically turn him around. Put him on the table. Put him on the rip table. Rip open his shirt. And once again, I think this movie is so formative on me because one of my biggest pet peeves. Phobias, fears, what have you. Is anybody messing with my belly button? Belly button. 
I cannot stand. I don't mind other people messing with other people's belly buttons or someone else messing with their own. But anytime someone touches my belly button, I will fucking hit you because I cannot stand it. I can confirm. (laughs) Greg loses his collective (laughs) shit. And I think it's because of this movie. Um, Because they, yeah, they rip open the shirt and we see Agent Smith pull out this like, like this thick rivet thing with like a spring attached to its back end with like a red dot on it. We see him activate it and we see it like basically extend and like... He says, uh, you're going to help us one way or the other. And we see this thing like basically morph and change into, well, that's what morph means, but morph into like this shrimp tentacle thing. A giant shrimp with really long whiskers. Yeah. Um, and, and Neo right the right away is like, "What the fuck is that?" And they don't answer him. He drops it on Neo's abdomen arrow. We see just the thing like search around, and then it attaches to his <laughs> belly button, and then just makes a deep dive into his belly button. And Neo's freaking out the entire time. And then we just hear, uh, I think the alarm. No, we just the next shot is he while just, he's freaking he wakes out. Up. He immediately wakes up thinking that he has a bad dream in or bed, and he's like screaming and trying to rip at his stomach. Yeah, and he looks at it. There's no damage or anything. Nothing's like, going on. It's like, wow, that was a fucked up dream. I'm trying to think of how... I think they just call him on his nearby phone, his house phone. Because I don't think there's any scene. I think it's just him like looking at his abdomen Mary and just automatically thinking, oh, that must have just been a bad dream. And then his phone rings. Yeah. Um, and we hear Morpheus again. He's like, oh, I can't stay for long. I can't talk for long. I know this phone is being tapped. But they, I know that they've gotten to you first, but they don't know who you are. And how important you are. Yeah, because if they knew, they, you'd be dead by now. And Neo's like, who the fuck are you? What the fuck is going on? And Morpheus is like, look, all will be answered very shortly. Just meet me at like Lake and Wabash or whatever the fuck. I think that's what it's called. Um, under the bridge. Or under the Adams Bridge. That's it. Lake and Wabash is where the hotel is. Under the Adams yep. Bridge. And then we cut to, he's now under this bridge. It's fucking raining like no other. And we just see a car pull up beside him. It's Trinity with two other people in the car telling him to get in. We see Neo get in. And then they start driving away. And immediately we see a woman all dressed in white turn around and point a gun at him. We will later find out this is Switch. And one of the ideas I found out while uh, just looking up information about this movie, but... That character was supposed to be out and out a trans character where we see her in, uh, I guess, outside the Matrix and it's a woman and inside the Matrix, it's a man. Hmm. So it was supposed, but for whatever reason, Warner Brothers didn't like that idea or just decided to toss that idea off the side, but whatever. Um, And yeah, the switch points a gun at him immediately and Neo's like, what the fuck is this? And uh, Trinity's like, just relax. We need to do something. We need to get something out of you. And Neo's like, what the hell are you talking You've about? You've been bugged. Yes. I'm not bugged. I don't have anything on my clothes or anything. Yeah, and he's he's not sure what the hell is happening. And then we see, I think uh, Trinity pulls out this device. It's got like the, these two throttle handles on it with like this glass dome underneath, like a pressure valve next to it, and like a sonogram, like view yeah. screen of some sort. She and places switch, it on him. Uh, she... No, because Apoc gets involved here too. Because she like hands him the, like the power cord. The power cord. They plug it into and he the plugs cigarette. it into the cigarette, cig- the cigarette, <laughs> cigarette lighter. Yeah. Um. And she also called a uh, switch. Calls him Copper Top, which I didn't get 
at all until he pulls out the battery and he explains to Neo, like, this is the human body, essentially. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, that's why they call him Coppertop. All this time, until fucking recently, I had no idea really? why they called him Coppertop. Don't know. I just, um, whatever. It just clicked in for whatever reason this time. Uh, so, yeah, we see Trinity trying to maneuver this, like, these two handlebars just watching this thing scurry while, inside while of him. switches like mm, you're gonna lose it yes. you're gonna lose it and the and trinity's like shut up i'm not i got it and then we we hear her say i've got a lock and then we she pushes a button like these three arms come out and like latch in neo's abdomen he looks over and sees the screen is like what what that that was real <laughs> yes um and then we see we she, we see Trinity, or we hear Trinity yell clear. A bunch of electricity just volts through Neo's body. He's writhing in pain. And then she hits another button. And then this thing comes out of Neo's abdomen through his belly button, pink slime and all, as it gets trapped in this like glass tube of some sort. And immediately Neo's like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, just freaking out about it. Uh, Trinity takes the glass tube, tosses it outside. We see the thing deactivate and go back into its like metallic Machine. form. Dumps it outside, I thought. Yeah, yeah, dumps it outside. But it she goes back into its metallic yeah, She form. doesn't toss it. She just, like, like dumps it out. Emptying out a can yeah. of some sort, yeah. Uh, we then cut to them pulling up to, like, their main uh, place of business. Because they go back to this area later on in the movie as well. Yeah. So it's like a dilapidated old hotel of some sort. Like, wallpapers coming down. There are rats everywhere. Like, everything's in disrepair. Yep. They stop outside the room where Morpheus is, and Trinity's like, I need you to have, like, an open mind. Long short of what she says. I need you to believe everything that he says. He's 100% correct, or blah, 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 whatever. He walks in, and Morpheus right away is like, it's an honor to meet you, Neo. And Neo's like, no, the honor's all mine. Um, Trinity leaves them, goes to the next room, um, and then Morpheus... Pretty much tells him. Kind of lays it all out for him. Well, the basics. He doesn't lay everything out until later on. Right. But he basically lays it out for him. He's like, and this is where we get the idea of how they both don't like the idea of fate because that means they don't have control of their own lives. Morpheus feels the same way as Neo and basically lays it out for Neo. He's like, look, you can either continue in this existence or you can come with me and I show you how long, how, how, low or how low. deep the rabbit it's hole goes take he he lays out that um the world at large is fake yes and he has two choices he can take the blue pill the blue pill wake up in his bed tomorrow morning like nothing has happened like nothing happened and believe whatever he wants to believe or you can take the red pull the pill. red pill yeah. and i'll show you how deep the rabbit hole goes yep we also get <laughs> This is how like this movie was obviously prolific it has, at its time. It has kind of uh it does kind of bother me that people call That's what I was getting at, is that this the that the that scene right there, the idea of red pill, blue pill has been bastardized by a bunch of QAnon bullshit people saying you've either been blue pilled or you've been red pilled, you've been woken or whatever the fuck. It's just been turned into this thing that it was not meant to. And it's fucking it whenever I hear that particular scene, all it does is give me like this almost nauseous feeling. Yeah, I was like, ugh. Uh, anyway, we then move on. He takes the red pill, knocks back out a bunch of water. Morphe says, great, now come with me. Um, and I, there was a visual uh, thing with that whole red pill, blue pill that I really enjoy. So we have uh, Morpheus's sunglasses. We see Neo in both uh, lenses. 
but we only see one pill and one uh, lens yeah, each. One, so the red one one's on per. the right side, the blue one's on the left side, and we see Neo reaching whenever he reaches for the blue or the red pill. Only the red pill side of Neo moves. The blue pill one doesn't move at all. He's just staring at it. And I really like that visual uh, on the screen. Uh, we then cut to Morpheus is ushering uh, Neo into the next room, and it's just everybody in this room. We have a character named Cypher. We have Apoc. We have Switch. We have Trinity. Uh, I think we have Mouse in there as well, as well as Morpheus and Neo. And um, Morpheus tells Neo, like, the life you've been living is a lie, Neo. I'm here to help you or show you the correct way or some shit like that. Neo sits down in a chair. When you when you wake up, you'll be in the real world. Right. Um, they start connecting him with a bunch of diodes over his arms and a few on his head and stuff. And then we Neo sits down in a chair next to it like a broken mirror. And then as if you as everybody's just gearing up for everything to get ready, we then and he's see, asking what everybody's doing, and they're like, "Oh, that pill you took was a tracker, so we'll be able to find you in the real world." Right. He's like, what do you mean, find me in the real world? Like, I'm right here. Yeah. And they're like, mm. You'll find out. Um, we then see the mirror that he's sitting next to. All the cracks that are in the mirror are just starting to just basically disappear and just, like, solidify into just a solid mirror at this point. Um, he's like, do you see that? And no one's recognizing what he's seeing. But then he, I don't know why, but he just immediately just pokes should, his finger into it i should touch it <laughs> immediately hey hey what's going on with this really fucking weird thing oh. <laughs> all right i'm gonna touch it okay <laughs> all right uh and when he touches it he pulls it away and he's got like the silvery stuff all over him and it's just growing more and more we see it crawling up his arm and he's just like it's cold it's cold it's cold and it's just in encapsulating his entire body under his clothes and everything we then see we hear them yelling um, he's starting to flatline or something like, or starting to, his heartbeat's getting, yeah, it's getting really irregular yeah, or whatever the fuck. And we're going to lose Shit's him. starting to happen with Neo. Something's going down. They're not sure what it, or they know what it is. They just need to act quickly. Right. And we see the entire like silver metallic substance basically envelop his entire head and then go down his throat. We hear like the modem pixelation sound happening. Well, and we also, uh, I think... Doesn't Morpheus say something here? He, I think he like just trying, says Apoc, and he's like, oh, I've got him. Like, do it now, or... Yeah, yeah, something along, along those lines. And right when the metallic stuff goes down Neo's throat, and we hear the pixelation. <laughs> yeah, we hear Apoc say, I've got him, and then we cut to, bam, point of view of Neo's uh, pod. He's, we basically see him, in, or we see his point of view inside the pod. It's just like this pink, gooey shit all around him with, like, tubes all over his body. We see we we get like a top shot of him like reaching through the pod and like breaking the seal on the pod, and he's just basically covered in the shit. He pulls out the intubation that's in his throat since I guess birth, and he just throws up all the stuff along with the tubing and everything. And he looks around and he doesn't know where the fuck he is. He's covered in goo. Um, <laughs> There's pods next to him. He just sees just thousands trillions of pods all around him all very similar to his all like sparking electricity we see like all these entities around him like like maintaining everything um we then see this like crab like spider hovering in the air come down in front of neo look at him inspect him for a bit grab him by the throat neo's struggling a bit we see the thing like whirl as it clamps around his neck and yeah he's struggling again so like i i can figure this out type maneuver um we see uh the uh, i guess robot 
I guess, release him. Not release him from his grasp, but, like, release him from the system. Because we just hear um, the uh, anchor in the back of his, the base of his skull just, uh, like, unwind and just basically pull out of his brain. Yeah. Um, the robot releases him from his, uh, his grip around his neck. And he immediately, crumbles. yeah, he's just like, oh, wow, that was insane. And then we just have all the tubes all over his body just, just popping off his body. Uh, we see all the ones down his spine, just uh, one after the other, just pop off his body. And then as everything starts to settle down, immediately we hear uh, something open up in the pod, and he's just basically ejected into this tubing. The toilet flushes. Yeah, essentially. Um, and he's just running through this tubing. He ends up in like this big pool area. I'm not sure where. Doesn't really explain it, but he's just in this pool area. We see the lights coming over this big pool area, and we see uh, some sort of like uh, door open with like a crane coming out. It goes down to where Neo was. You see a bunch of little green aliens going, <laughs> The Claw! <laughs> right. Uh, but the Claw pulls Neo out, and we just see him go into the uh, ship that, uh, that Morpheus runs. We'll later find out it's the Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, we then cut to inside the Nebuchadnezzar, and we have Tank and Dozer... For natural no, born, you see, you see him, uh, like Neo laying there afterwards. Yeah, and, being cradled by Tank and, and Dozer. <laughs> uh, Morpheus runs up and is like, you know, welcome to the real world. We'll explain everything later. Like, just sleep. Yep. For now, he passes out, wakes up again, kind of, um, and it's Trinity and Morpheus. And Morpheus is like, "Look, we found him, Trinity." And Trinity's like, "I, I, are you sure?" And he's like, uh, "Yeah, I'm pretty fucking sure." And Trinity's like, I hope so. And Morpheus is like, I know so. And then Neo's like, um, why do my eyes hurt? And Morpheus is like, because you've never used it's them the before. It's the first time you've used yeah. them. Um, we then cut to, and we just get like a small little montage of them basically like working on Neo's body. We see all like these a- acupuncture like needles all over his body with like little electrodes attached to them. And he's laying in the bed with all these electrodes uh, attached to him and we have uh, I think it's Dozer and Morpheus working on his body and Neo is like what are you doing to me and Morpheus is like look your muscles have atrophied at this point you've never used them right so they're mush at this point we're and trying we're, to rebuild you. we're rebuilding your muscles, muscles. at this point uh, he passes back out and then wakes up again or we see another scene of him basically like his entire body twitching you know like that death rattle your body will make just before you pass out it's similar to that, where just like, an entire like jolt gets sent through the entire body. We then cut to Neo yeah. in his bunk, and he has like. A, so it, always, it wasn't very clear in this movie if they keep all the uh, anchor points for all the tubing in the person, or if it's just the one in the base of the skull and like one in the arm. But it's later revealed in the next movie where we see all the uh, like little anchor points for all the tubing is still there on Neo and Trinity whenever they're fucking. Yeah. So in this movie, it's not really answered, but yeah. So Neo has like an IV drip in one of the ports that are still in his arm, and he takes it out. We see him take it out, and he reaches behind his head and he feels that port on the base of his skull. Yeah. And he's immediately like, "Oh shit, that's disgusting." And I think Morpheus comes into his room. He's like, uh, "Are you ready to meet everybody?" Neo, uh, relaxing. They're agrees. they're ready to meet you. Yeah, and Morpheus just walks him through the, everybody, the entire crew on the Nebuchadnezzar. We have Cypher, we have Trinity, we have Switch, Mouse, Apoc, and then he's like, these two you haven't met. And it's Dozer and Tank. 
And the, these two people, and we'll find out here in a bit, are naturally born Zion humans. Um, we'll find out who Zion is 100% later. 100% born outside of the Matrix. Yes. So they don't have any of the tubings or marks or like ports any anywhere on their body. So they're mainly just the crew for the ships. And they basically tell Neo, like, this is what the Matrix is. Um, and it's the Matrix for them, for these, I guess, rebel warriors, is just them in like a steampunkian chair with all these monitors and stuff. And they basically get jacked into the system with like this needle. It reminds me of the needle in Robocop whenever he has that needle yeah. in his forearm. It looks very similar to that. Yep. So they uh, tell Neo to lay down. You'll experience a slight rush or something like that. And they jack him in, and immediately it looks like he's in pain, but we hear, like, we see someone push execute on the monitor, and immediately everything snaps into place. Right when he snaps into place, he's in a big open white room. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't know where he is, he turns around, and there's Morpheus with, like, an old TV and a couple of chairs. And Morpheus is just laying everything out for Neo at this point. What happened? Who, what happened to humans? Why are they in the Matrix? And basically... Robots became self-aware. Skynet took over. Yeah, pretty much. Only initially, they... Got, gotta watch out for them Skynets. Now, if you watch the Animatrix, you will find out the backstory of the what happened between the humans and the robots. So the robots became self-aware. They weren't hostile, but they didn't want to become human slaves. Any, they didn't want to be human slaves anymore. So they were like, we want our own nation. We want to be our own autonomous beings. And the humans at first, if you watch the Animatrix, were fine with this. Uh, but then uh, one regime in human world didn't like this and decided to start picking fights with the robots. The robots were starting to win. And then the humans, and Morpheus tells him this in the story, is that the humans decided, well, robots need solar power to live. No solar, no power. Thus, the robots die. So, and Morpheus says, we don't know who fired the first shot, but we do know it was us humans who scorched the earth. And we see... The Earth is just nothing but wind, Clouded rain, over. clouds, uh, just lightning, everything. It's just blanketed over the entire sky, and there's no sun to be had whatsoever. And it's uh, Morphe says, yeah, this is a way to try to deal some sort of like uh, blow to the robots, only we didn't realize how ingenuitive robots would be. Yeah, we fucked up! Yes. And See, the problem is they weren't just self-aware. But they were really fucking smart, too. <laughs> right. Like, we shouldn't have made them fuckers so smart. <laughs> and the robots basically figure out an idea that a human... I wrote it down. That a human gives off more bioelectricity than a 120-volt battery and over 25,000 BTUs, which is like British thermal units. That's what BTU stands for. Heat. Basically, heat or cold. They use the same unit in... Yep. For like uh, air conditioners and shit. Right when after we see like the small like little scene about uh, after Morpheus explains where they would uh, cultivate humans, incubate them, and basically use them for uh, their Batteries. energy source. And then we cut to Morpheus, and he's just holding a battery in his hand. He's like millions of humans turned into this, and it's just a single battery, and that's what humans are for the Matrix. So everybody in the Matrix is basically there to just keep them in a sedative uh, sedative state. To use their body's natural heat and electricity, bioelectricity, um, to make the robots live. Um, and Neo's not having any of this. He's like, "No, make it stop. This is not real." Using this using us as batteries to yeah. charge their batteries, right? And Neo's not having any of this. He's like, "No, get me out of here. I don't want this." 
And uh, we hear Morpheus say, get him out. Uh, we cut to inside the Nebuchadnezzar, and Neo is now woken up in this chair with still jacked in. He's like, get this thing out of me. He tries to rip it out of him. Uh, they quickly pull it out of him, and he pops up out of the chair. He's like, get away from me. No, and we see Neo drop to his knees, and he's starting to like sway a bit. And we hear you Cypher. Can see, you can see, oh, he's going to pop. Yes. He's going to pop. Um, and right when he says that, he, he does. He throws up on the floor and immediately passes out. I think and in Morpheus, it or real close to yeah, it. Morpheus says, like, just breathe. As he's passing out. Yep. Um, we then cut to, yeah, Neo is waking up in his bed with uh, Morpheus right next to him. And Neo right away is like, look, clearly, I can't go back, can I? Yes. And Morpheus is like, no, I've seen it tried before, but it never works out. Once you're pulled, you're out. And I should be honest with you, Neo, we never pull out someone that's... Your age. We always I, try to get I them I shouldn't young. have done it to you when I did. I should have done it when you were younger. Yes, and he's like, but the reason I did is because we have a prophecy of a the, what they call the one will end the Matrix and pull all humanity out of the Matrix or some shit like that. Basically, end the way of life that it is in current uh, its current state. And um, Morpheus people, is like... People will no longer... Humankind will no longer be batteries. And Morpheus is like, I pulled you out because I believe my search is over. I believe you are yeah. the one. Morpheus just gets up and he's like, get some sleep. You got a long day ahead of you. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is like, wait, Neo <laughs> is the same letters as one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe I am the one. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I give Keanu Reeves a lot of shit for like his early work yeah. compared to how much I fucking love him as John Wick. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. There are some things where you're just like, why oh, did you make that decision? Like, but there are things that he's really good at. this and Dracula. Like the f- oh my God, his British accent. Oh my God. It's that California British accent like it's fucking smashed together. I don't even remember which one he was, whether he was Bill or Ted, but it's Bill trying to do a British, British accent. accent. Like, oh God, I'm trying. My I'm try- name is Keanu yeah. Dracula. <laughs> I mean Count Dracula, <laughs> like the cereal. Whoa, would you like Whoa. some tea? <laughs> it's totally tubular. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's he can be absurd at times, but there are times when he really reins it back that he can re- be really interesting to watch, yeah. like John Wick, or even in this Neo movie. He doesn't. There are a few this things. This Neo movie, it's called the fucking Matrix. The Matrix. It's not about him. He doesn't. Greg. There are. He usually doesn't say a lot, but whenever he does, he's usually reserved. And it's the only time I can really pinpoint when he's act overacting a bit is whenever he's like, "I know kung fu." I'm like, all right. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Which is coming up here in a bit. <laughs> Very soon. <laughs> yes. Uh, so he wakes up in his, or he's already awake in his bed, just staring at the wall. Door opens and it's Tank. Yeah, Tank. Dozier is the bigger one. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And it's Tank. And then uh, Neo immediately clocks that Tank doesn't have any of the ports. And he. this is where we get the backstory of him and Dozer being naturally born. I humans. thought that wasn't until. I thought he went and saw Tank sitting at the um, like console looking in the Matrix. And that's when he tells him. I thought it was here. No, because uh, there's also... A, I think it just cuts from him and 
Morpheus talking to um, them eating. No, them eating is later. Oh, okay. Then it's the uh, the scene where uh, Cypher offers him a drink. That's right, it is. So he's at the Matrix table, or council. Cypher is. Cypher is. And he's just, we don't know what he's doing. We just see him, like, typing on a bunch of shit. We see monitors, like, with different information. We see three monitors dead center with just, like, the Matrix rain in front of him. Uh, Keanu walks up, or Neo walks up. And immediately surprises Neo, or surprises Cypher, Cypher, and he's like, Jesus Christ. And immediately we see Cypher starting to shut off a few monitors while keeping the main, like, Matrix rain on. We'll get to why he's doing that here in a bit. Um, but Cypher is basically asking him, is like, did Morpheus tell you why he pulled you out? And Neo's like, yeah, he kind of did. And Cypher's like, Jesus Christ, what do you say to something like that? That's a mind fuck, isn't it? Um, and Cypher's like, so you're going to save the entire world. And he's just basically mocking the idea, mocking Morpheus, mo- mocking Neo being the one and shit like that. Um, Neo doesn't say much. He's just like, yeah, this is apparently my lot in life type. It's aspect. a lot. Yeah. But... Um, and he, uh, Cypher offers him, he's like, Hey, you want a drink? And he offers him a drink. And apparently it's very strong because Neo knocks it back and immediately starts coughing. And Cypher starts laughing. He's like, yeah, he's really good at decreasing, uh, engines and, uh, killing brain cells. Um, Neo finishes off the drink, walks away. Uh, we then see Cypher starting to tinker again. And then we cut to, uh, Cypher at a table cutting a steak. And across from him is Agent Smith, and he picks up a piece of the steak, and he's like, I know this steak is not real. I know the Matrix is making me feel that this steak is soft and uh, delicious and savory. Um, but you know what? One thing I've learned over the years, he takes the, a piece of the steak, starts chewing it, is very happy with the taste of the steak. He says, ignorance is bliss. And then, uh, like, we hear a harp, like, string at that exact moment whenever he says that. And then Agent Smith basically, or no, Cypher says, uh, if we make this deal, I need you to get me back in the Matrix. I don't want to remember anything. None of it. Not a fucking second of it. And I want to be rich. And I want to be rich or someone famous. And the Agent Smith is like, sure, we can do that. Just, uh, you know what I need. I need the Zion... I think I wrote it Authentication down. code or something Yeah, like basically, that. Uh, what... It's like uh, the. I thought I wrote it down. Zion access code. Oh, codes for to Zion's mainframe, and it's basically what all uh, Zion ship captains get. Uh, codes for Zion's mainframe to basically port in and out whenever they need to. We'll find out what that means later on in the other two movies. Um, and Cypher's like, look, I don't know that, but I can get you the man who does. And Agent Smith is like Morpheus. And I think that ends it. I think that ends the scene. I think so. Uh, we then cut to, yeah, Tank coming into his room, introducing himself to Neo. I'm the, I'm your operator. Uh, and just basically like Morpheus wants me to make you go through like basic stuff, but that shit is, or that stuff is total shit. Tosses it aside. He's like, how about this? Pops in something. And we just see the words jujitsu on a screen. Uh, Neo sees like basic moves on like the monitor, and he's like, "I'm gonna learn jujitsu." And Tank is like, "Yeah." And then we see him hit a word named download. We see uh, it's almost like a an intense like 
oh, clairvoyant type moment for Neo because we see him like slam his eyes shut, but also very much like this isn't pain, but it's not ecstasy. It's like that in between. Um, and we, he pops his eyes open. And he's like, holy shit, that was that was fucking great. <laughs> Saying a line like that. Who the fuck are you, pinhead? <laughs> <laughs> Why would that mean the, the line between pain and uh, bliss is yeah. razor thin? Yes. Uh, uh, but uh, Tank's like, ah, oh, Mikey, I think he likes it. Uh, he then pops in another one, and we just see like a like little small montage scene of Tank just popping out things, popping them back in as a Neo just uh, downloads oh, Mikey, all this information. I think information. he likes it. Do you want more? Hell yes. <laughs> and we just see him just learning all these different things. And then he opens his, Neil opens his eyes and there's Morpheus looking at him. And, he, and this is the ridiculous line I was talking about. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> and Morpheus, Morpheus is like, show, show me. me. Uh, we then cut to uh, them in uh, some sort of like karate outfits. And Morpheus is like, this is a training program. Anything that happens here can happen in the world or in the matrix. So, be mindful of that or whatever the fuck. And he, then he's like, all right, now fight me. And they get, they both get into their stances and they start fighting. And it seems like Neo's getting his ass kicked really fucking quickly. Well, it's just, yeah. Morpheus fucking punches him. He's like, why did I hit you? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Maybe because we're fucking fighting there, <laughs> bud. But Neo says, oh, because you're faster than me. He's like, no, that's only in your head. Faster? Who's Faster. And he's like, uh, again. And Neo pops up, uh, gets into a stance. Morpheus does the same. They start sparring again. And then uh, I think this this one ends with Neo basically being kicked through a pillar. Yeah. Uh, Neo's gasping for air. And Morpheus asks again, why did I beat you? Why did I beat you? Is that? Do you think that's air in your lungs? Yeah. Like, yeah. Asking him all these questions. It's like, why don't you just... Tell me. (laughs) Tell me the words. It's kind of (laughs) like... I don't know that that's ever happened to you, but growing up, like, there were times where, like, I did something wrong, and I was punished for it. Mm. And my parents would say, like, what do you say? And I'd say the wrong thing, and I'd get hit again. And then I'd... What do you say? I'd say the wrong thing, and I'd get hit again. What do you say? (laughs) Will you just tell me what to say, and I'll say it, so I just (laughs) fucking stop getting hit? God damn! Damn! <laughs> like, yeah, there have been instances for me as well. <laughs> you know, like, stop! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just stop it! He's already dead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and he asks him why again, and then they get up to start fighting again. And I think Mouse runs in, and everybody's eating. Yeah, and he's like, Morpheus is fighting Neo. And they all like, and oh, they shit. all like. <laughs> <laughs> They all forget, like, how to move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just all become wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing tube yeah. men. Yeah. Because they're just all, all over the place. Like, one of them jumps over the fucking table. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like his foot gets caught. And he, like, fucking slams. They're just knocking food out of their way. They're just, like, <laughs> well, we don't need this shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Skirt. <laughs> Drop that. <laughs> you never loved me, Mom. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that fucking skit. Just that one skit is fucking just imprinted on my brain. Anytime I hear yeet, I just hear skirt, yeet, skirt. <laughs> 
there's a reason that I said it. <laughs> um, uh, we're, oh, so yeah, Miles tells everybody that uh, Morpheus is fighting Neo. They all trip over one another trying to get into the main like operator room. So they room. can see it happens. Yes. Um, and we should all admit, I forgot to mention that um, whenever Cypher is being surprised by Neo early on, he we just see uh, the Matrix rain happening and neo asks him do you always look at the matrix through code and neo or uh cypher's like yeah uh, it's the image you, decoders to you it looks like code but to me i see blonde brunette redhead yes it's pretty much the same instances if you like looking at a foreign language written down on paper your brain can comprehend but there's no way anybody else can it's just something that right. you learn over time and then we cut to yeah they're most of them are watching basically the Matrix rain. We have a few other viewfinders of like cameras in the room as Morpheus and Neo are sparring with one another. We cut to inside that room and uh, we see Morpheus like starting to manhandle Neo again, but then he like kicks it into high gear. We see Neo basically starting to best Morpheus. We see his arms start moving at ridiculous speeds. Yeah, like three or four of his arms appearing all at the yeah, same yeah. time. Uh, going past Neo or going past Morpheus, we see basically. We also get the, uh, quit trying to hit me and hit me! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where the fight uh, basically amps up from there. Uh, they spar a few more times, and then we see Neo run away from Morpheus up a pillar. And if you pay attention, uh, as he's doing this flip in the air, you can see Neo press himself against the wire rig that he's connected to to make the full spin. Because you see it... So he runs up the pillar, up the wall, to make this huge-ass flip over and around Morpheus... Basically, from one side of the room to the other side is what he's doing. But as he's doing this, it's in slow-mo. But if you watch his hands, they grip around the uh, wire harness that he's attached to as he's sailing through the Mm -hmm. air and everything. I don't know why, but I always found that interesting. Um, But yeah, he makes the flip, lands on the other side of Morpheus. And Morpheus just fucking kicks him right in the goddamn chest. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Like, he runs up the pillar and jumps over. And Morpheus, like, charges at him as he's running up. And then you see him fucking leap backwards, and Morpheus is just like, I know exactly what you're doing, motherfucker. <laughs> it's essentially, it's Obi-Wan and Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try it. I've got the high ground. No! Um, right. I know it has nothing to do with this movie, but did you see the meme of uh, like Darth Maul talking to Darth Vader? And he's like, oh, I was bested by a Jedi, and he's like, oh, so was I. Um, and Darth Maul's like, oh man, what happened? He's like, he had the high ground and I tried to jump over him. And he's like, well, that's weird. I, uh, (laughs) I was bested by a Jedi who jumped over me and had the high ground. It was the best move. Like I figured it would work for everybody. So who bested you? Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) Angry duck face. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, yes, uh, uh, Morpheus straight up fucking mule kicks Neo in the chest. Yeah, like, uh, he goes down, and Morpheus is like, All right, all right, enough, enough. load the building program. Yep, uh, and we just see all everything just zip around them, their clothes change, and everything. And then we're, he's on top of a t- tall skyscraper, and uh, Morpheus is like, Uh, the Wait, Matrix has certain rules. No, 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 what. It's not the the skyscraper. It's the uh, them walking down the street. The woman in the red dress. No, no, no. That's later on. 
I it's him because they're all watching whenever he's about to make the jump. Because Mouse is like, is he going to make it? He's going to make it, right? He's going to make it. I thought they both happened here. No. So, it may be that both happen here, but the woman in the red dress I know happens later. Okay. I know it's the jump uh, program because they, everyone's watching everything happen. I thought they were all watching. Or no, the... The woman in the red dress is before. No. When the fuck is that? I know, I know the woman in the red dress is before they go to see the Oracle. And it's also before... You know what? I think we screwed up a few things. I think the tank scene is, is immediately after Morpheus says to Neo in the room, I think I found the one, and then Tank introduces himself. I think the cipher scene is in, after Neo makes the jump. No. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Or tr- attempts to jump. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that cypher scene is in between because then we cut to them in the training program. Uh, I think just a few of them are watching. Or, no, none of them are watching. It's just Neil being introduced to the, who the agents are and all that. But, right. It's right before, or, well, it's not right before, but it's before the breakfast scene that yes. they're all in. Yeah. Because that's when Mouse is like, you know, I programmed her. Yeah. If you want, like, a little one-on-one time <laughs> oh. uh, so yeah the next program is the jump program and we see everybody outside of the matrix just basically like taking bets and uh, wondering if they'll make it um, Trinity's like or Cypher's like no one no makes, one makes the, the first, first time jump. this isn't a big deal it'd be interesting if he did but no one makes the first jump um, well he says no one's gonna or no one makes the first jump and then everybody else but, but what if he does right um, we hear Trinity's uh, um, like whispering, like, come on. Obviously, something's going on with Trinity where she has some sort of like important connection with Neo. Um, we then come back to, into the jump program, and Morpheus is basically telling him, like, some rules, like, in the Matrix, some rules you have to stick to. Some rules can be bend, bent. Some can just be, be flat out broken. broken. Um, and then he tells Neo, you have to free your mind. He books it, jumps off the edge of the roof, and leaps over across the street onto another skyscraper. And um, Neo gets to the edge where Neo, or okay. Morpheus jumped. Free my mind. <laughs> He's like, okie dokie. <laughs> free my mind. Jump. Free my mind. Jump. Uh, he settles into making this run. He books it and immediately jumps off. And it for a split second, you're like, oh, maybe he'll make it. Nope. He Looney Tunes it. Then he fucking turns into <laughs> Wile E. Coyote because he looks down and he just, oh, my God, I'm going to fall. <laughs> he hits the ground. Only the ground, once he hits it, is basically jello because he just absorbs into it and then pops back up out and lands on the ground completely. He's a bit, like, damaged but not dead from falling that high. Um, they pull him out of the matrix and immediately when Neo starts to get up, he's like, Oh shit, that hurt. And he puts his fingers in his mouth and he removes his fingers and he has blood on his fingers. And he looks at Morpheus and he's like, I thought it wasn't real. And Morpheus is like, your mind makes it real. And then Neo is like, if you die in the matrix, do you die in real life? And Morpheus is like, you can't live without your mind. So yeah, we then cut to the cypher scene. But before that, it's a uh, Trinity giving uh, like Neo is passed out on his bunk, and Trinity gives him food next to his bed. And as she exits his... Cypher gets all fucking pissy with her. He's like, I don't remember you ever giving me any food late at night. 
And uh, Trinity's like, fuck you, Cypher, pretty much. She's like, I, I'm doing it. What, what are you going to do about it? Uh, we then cut to later in the night. It's that Cypher scene where he's setting up a rendezvous with one of the agents. Cut to even later. And it's uh, Morpheus and Neo in this like city walkway with all these skyscrapers around them. And they're just walking through the, like this massive like swarm of people. And Morpheus is expounding more about like what the matrix is yes, and, and who the people how are it works and how all of these people are actually people but they're not actually people because they're all potential agents well they're all sleeping and this is their dream persona type yeah, thing yeah. and and any one of them could be taken over by agents as long as they're plugged into the matrix and like everybody's in like drab colors and like yeah. lots of grays and blacks and stuff. And then there's this one smoking hot woman, yeah. blonde woman yeah. in a bright red dress, bright red dress with bright red stiletto heels mm -hmm. as Morpheus is Explaining droning me. on. And Neo's like, God damn. <laughs> and right after she passes, um, Morpheus is like, were you paying attention or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? And Neo's like, I'm, I'm, I'm. and you hear Morpheus yell, look again. say, look again. Neo turns around and there's an agent with a gun in his face and he's, oh, and you hear, uh, Morpheus say pause. And then he says, every person that's connected to the matrix is a potential agent. Like, don't let your guard down type. Yeah, once you're in the Matrix, don't ever think that you're safe because anybody could be an agent. Um, pretty much if you're not with us, you're against this type aspect. Yep. They leave the Matrix and I think it's just them in the mess hall just eating. Yep. And how Mouse is like, hey, I heard you had some alone time. Everybody's, everybody's talking about how garbage the food is. Yeah. And uh, and he, he goes Dozer, on to. I think Dozer says it's that got it's all, all the amino acids, amino acids that a protein that growing are, body needs yeah. or something like that. Um, and Mouse goes on to expand on a tasty wheat, and I'm like, yeah, what is tasty wheat? I you don't remember tasty wheat? No, I, I don't remember it at all. It sounds vaguely familiar, but I have no idea what tasty wheat tasted like. Which is what he says numerous times in that movie, or in this movie, is like, do you remember what Tasty Weed tasted like? What if Tasty Weed tasted like, I don't know, chicken? But how would they know Tasty Weed tasted like chicken? Uh, makes you wonder about a lot of things. Well, how come everything does taste like chicken? <laughs> he just goes on and on and on about Tasty Weed and how how did the Matrix know what Tasty Weed tasted like and how it should taste and why everything kind of tastes like chicken, blah, blah, blah. Um, the conversation turns into um, Mouse. He's basically trying to sweet himself up to Neo. He's constantly trying to just be his buddy, be his pal. And um, Neo's like a bit like, okay, I, I get what you're trying to do type aspect. And then Mouse goes on to, he's like, oh, I heard you met the woman in the red dress. Um, if you like some alone time. I designed her. Yes, I designed her head to toe. If you would like some alone time, I could probably set something up for you. And everybody at the table is like, look at this man, a digital pimp. And Mouse is like, pay no attention to these Philistines, Neo. To deny one's pleasure is to deny one's own self or some shit yeah. like that. Um, we then cut, to, or no, Morpheus comes into the mess hall. He's like, tank. Uh, it's time. It's time or some shit like that. Uh, it's time to go see the Oracle. Everybody starts suiting up, or just basically getting in their chairs. Uh, as Tank starts to, uh, to punching things on the computer system. They don't really explain. The Matrix system, I guess. 
um, the operator system, yeah, whatever the, way the they, fuck it is. The way they jack in. Right. Uh, we see everybody get into their chairs. We see the camera uh, like basically spin towards every person that are in their chairs. And uh, as they cut to the Matrix, spinning around a phone. And right when the uh, both cameras spin to a complete stop, we then see everybody that were in the chairs. Now in the Matrix, all decked in like either leather jackets or latex outfits. Just standing or there. Or both. Um, just looking all menacing and cool. And uh, Morpheus picks up the phone. He's like, we're in. Um, they leave this main dilapidated hotel, and it's just uh, Morpheus, Trinity, Cipher, Apoc, Switch. Well, no, I think or they no, stay. Apoc, Apoc, Apoc Switch, Switch, and Mouse stay, stay at the hotel. Uh, Cipher, Trinity, Neo, and Morpheus all go to the Oracle. Um, and Neo's just looking at uh, everything around him outside of the car as they drive to the Oracle's place. And he's like, oh, I remember eating there. They've got some nice noodles. Um, and Neo straight up asks Trinity, he's like, did you go see the Oracle? And Trinity's like, yeah, I went and saw her. And Neo asks, like, what, what did she, she tell, tell you? you? And then she's like, the Oracle told me... What I needed to hear. No, no, that's later on. But she doesn't say anything. She's about to, but then stops. Because she realizes oh. who she's talking to. It's Neo. She doesn't say anything, but the, right whenever she's about to come up with some answer, Morpheus is like, we're here. Um, they go into That's the apartment right. complex, and I believe just in the co- apartment complex is just Neo and Morpheus. I think Trinity and Cypher stay in the car. Yeah. Um, but they're in the elevator, and Morpheus is trying to calm Neo down because he's a bit nervous meeting the Oracle because he's constantly heard stories about meeting the Oracle. Once he meets the Oracle, he'll be able to figure out what he's meant to be, if he's the one or not, and blah, blah, blah. I don't think there's much else. They get to the Oracle's apartment. They're greeted by someone there. The woman ushers Neo in. Morpheus stays. Oh, we forgot. Um, as as they exit the hotel, Cypher opens oh, the yeah. phone and drops yeah, it. Yeah, he drops the trash it can. in the trash can. But we hear the phone starting to dial up, clearly signaling Somewhere. some to somebody to come where the phone is. Uh, so Morpheus stays in like this main foyer area while Neo gets ushered into like the other room and the woman that ushers him in, he's like, come with me, I'll show you to where the other potentials are. Um, they don't really explain it, but I'm assuming other potential like the ones, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's just an assortment. Guess. That would be well. my guess as well. Um, and it's just an assortment of people. We bald people, small children, uh, black children, uh, white s- children. You see some people like telekinetically playing with blocks yeah uh, and then we see one boy with like bent up spoons in front of him holding a spoon as he's starting to like just stare at the spoon and start bending it neo sees this sits down beside the kid basically like confused how he's able to do this and the boy's like the trick is not to realize that uh, it, you're trying to bend a spoon it's to realize that there is no spoon and just concentrate and we see neo starting to look at the spoon he says there is no spoon Looks at it. We see the spoon starting to curve. Why are you looking at me weird? Huh? Oh, just because, like, he doesn't say there is no spoon. He says there is no spoon. Oh, like, this, okay. is, this is definitely another overacting <laughs> yeah, moment. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, he starts to bend the spoon a little bit. And then right as he does, uh, the woman that ushered him in She's ready for him. you. Yep. It snaps back into position. Uh, Neo, I think, tells the kid thanks. Yeah, thanks And then walks him. away. Uh, he walks into the kitchen area where the Oracle is baking cookies. Um, she's like, I'll be with you right in one moment. 
And don't worry about the vase. Yeah. And he's like, what vase? And as he turns around, he knocks over a vase. And he's like, I'm so sorry I did that. He's like, I told you not to worry about it. This is what the oracle says. And uh, she's like, I didn't mean to. And he's like, well, you know what? It's no big deal. But you know what's really going to cook your egg? Uh, is if you would have knocked over my vase if I told you about the knocking over my vase. If, if I wouldn't have said anything about it, would you have knocked it over in the first place? Yes. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> He doesn't say anything. He's just like, uh, maybe not. But I would argue he would because he's, <laughs> because he's really fucking close to that vase whenever he yeah. walks in the room. So I have no doubt that he would. Um, and then the oracle goes on to say, uh, but then you're, then you're imagining that there's no free will because it was the free will right. of him turning around that, right. Or was it always predestined to be that way? Yeah. Where he's going to always turn around and knock it down. I, I always think of it as, as the, uh, uh, multiverse theory uh, where there are different outcomes for that. He could have bumped into it and caught it. He could have, uh, bumped into it and just like broken every hour, every single, permutation uh, of what it yeah, could be um happens i don't think it's predetermined i think the what him interacting with the vase was predetermined but what happens whenever he interacts with the vase well right but the the question that the oracle is asking is would this version of you have knocked it over okay or would this version of you have been the one that doesn't mm-hmm. if i wouldn't have said anything about right. it um and i she's basically explaining to neo He's handsome, more handsome than what she gave him him credit for. And Neo's like, who are you talking about? But you're not. And the Oracle says, oh, but you're not too bright. It's basically the long and short of it is she points up to a saying above her doorway. She's like, you know what that says? It's Latin for know thyself. And the saying is like, to met, no, sh- I know I saved it on my phone. I know I knew I was going to bastardize the saying. So this is the actual saying that's in Latin. To met no shit. Teme noche, Latin for know thyself. And she's basically telling Neo, without knowing who you want to be, you're never going to be that person. So if she's telling him, like, if you don't think you're going to be the one, then you're probably not going to be the one. Well, she says, like, I don't need to tell you. And he says, I'm not the one. Yes. We, we later find out she's basically and just telling him what he wants to hear. She's like, you're right. Do you want a cookie? <laughs> she basically tells him, like, don't worry your little head off about it. It's no big deal. There have been plenty of people that haven't been the one. Here, have a cookie. And by the time you walk out of this room, you'll forget all about this and all the feelings you have towards us or some shit like that. Um, he takes the cookie, walks out of the kitchen and into the main foyer area that Morpheus is at and he starts nibbling at the cookie and Morpheus right away is like whatever was said was said to you alone and only meant for you uh we then cut to them going back to the hotel no the deja vu thing happens here in a second not right away um so yeah they're basically they're climbing up the, steps, up the steps and uh as they're basically going to go back to the phone that they were at to jack out of the matrix Neo is the last one in the line of people going up the steps. Uh, as Neo passes like a corridor, he sees a cat go by, like shakes his head, and then finish going uh, completely by. Yeah, like sits down, licks its paw, shakes its head, and then jumps up and scampers the rest of the way through the doorway. Right. And then he looks away for a second and looks back. Cat does the same thing. And he goes, "Huh? Deja vu." <laughs> does and he then, say "Huh"? I thought he said "Whoa." No, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he just says "Huh." Like, huh. Deja vu. 
And then everybody's like, immediately. everybody's like, the fuck did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, just, 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 deja vu. Deja fucking vu! Oh no! <laughs> the fuck did you say? Deja vu! <laughs> just, just, deja, deja vu. Deja fucking vu! Oh no! <laughs> But yeah, immediately. No, you have to like cut that in, like cut out that section of me saying that, and then like in you know five or six seconds, then play it again. (laughs) So it's exactly the same. (laughs) I might do that. What what just happened? Are the Asians coming for me? Agents, <laughs> right. not Asians. <laughs> Just to clarify, I know it sounded a little dicey and close. So, agents. It didn't even recognize until you corrected yourself. It's like, oh shit, he, it did sound like he said Asians. <laughs> but basically, everybody's like, oh, we need to be on guard. That's whenever they change something in the Matrix. Yep. And they yell it. I think they get up to where well, right before they get to the top we see tank like starting to compute on stuff and then he sees a change in the matrix and he's like what the fuck what the fuck just happened um and then we cut to them like looking out a window they like open up the drapes and there's no window whatsoever it's just a brick wall you know well they like run up the steps to where apoc switch and mouse are yeah and they're like they're like hey neo just saw deja vu like and then they, uh, I think Switch is the one that opens the window. Mm. He's like, oh, fuck, it's all brick. <laughs> and he was like, what? Yeah, yeah. And, they, and then this is where they explain <laughs> Bitch, to him. I told you! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is where they explain to him. Uh, deja vu event is whenever something's been changed in the Matrix in, like, real time. So they know that we're here and they've changed something. They basically trapped us in. They they quick saved and edited something. All right, <laughs> pretty much. Um, a tank calls mouse he's like you guys need to get the hell out of there it's a trap um we hear ton of agents a ton of agents ton of like SWAT team members like running up the steps basically just storming this hotel mouse hears them outside the door that he or the room that he's at he grabs like two like automatic shotguns hoists them up right when he gets them up at like the midsection turns around the SWAT team bursts in he starts unloading them right away and he doesn't stand a chance he has uh, like six fucking SWAT team members with M16s just unloading their clips into Mouse. He takes a bunch of rounds to the chest, falls to the ground, and dies. dies. Um, the rest of them call up Tank, and Morpheus asks him for like a wet wall. Yeah, find me a wet wall. Which I I don't know that term. I know the idea with the wet wall is a lot of like buildings like built in like the 1920s and 1930s had like these huge gaps in the walls. For like people to work in and like work where, on stuff, where all of the water pipes are. That's why it's called a wet wall. Okay, uh, I guess that makes sense because whenever they're going down, they're going past like toilets and sinks and stuff. Yep. We so c- any of like the big like skyscrapers or uh, oh, yeah. or I think I think it still happens today in like hotels and stuff. That's why like hotel rooms are laid out in the exact same way, no matter like, oh, okay which floor you go in. Mm-hmm. Like it's a shared wall, so there's only ever like one giant septic line that they have to run and then it branches off. Okay. Um, and it would be the wet wall. Uh, Tank finds them the wet wall there. Now, 
I think uh, we cut to like a few scenes of like the agents and the SWAT team just going room by room trying to search for the rest of the people, uh, rest of Morpheus's team. And uh, we see them now in the wet wall, just starting to slowly climb down. We see an agent in a nearby bathroom next to where they are. He's checking things out. He doesn't really hear anything. And then he hears uh, the scooting of a foot or something. He clocks it. And uh, we see a bunch of dust like fall on Cypher. He starts like muffling his cough. And then when he thinks it passes, he immediately coughs again. And the SWAT team member is like, oh shit, they're in the walls. They're in the goddamn walls. And he just starts unloading into the wall, which I know for story reasons, Neo being the uh, protagonist, but I would think with as many rounds that are shot at him through an old dilapidated wall, he would have been hit. Well, it would have hit all of them. Probably. But yeah. Because dude's just going fucking buck wild. Yes. Like he's, and you can't dodge what you can't see. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> um, Very hard. But they just like, Neo, he, yells, he yells go. And they all just like kind of, we let go and start falling down. Well, no, not yet. Uh, so Neo takes out his gun and starts unloading a few rounds just randomly through the wall trying to take out the guard oh, or the SWAT team uh, member. There's, there's also, I don't remember if it's in the elevator ride back down after the whole what was said was for you only or if it's like before all this happens. Because uh, Morpheus is like, we have to protect Neo no matter what. And Neo is like, I got to tell you what the Oracle told me. And he's like, listen, the Oracle told you what you needed to hear. Or is no, that not till that's after? later on. That's not till after. He yeah, well, after Morpheus has been yeah. kidnapped by the agents. Neo fires just randomly into the room that the uh, SWAT team member was at. He ducks behind the outside wall, like the door wet frame area where uh, the entrance is for the bathroom, whatever the, whatever the fuck. We then see him transform into an agent. And the agent walks into the room. We see Neo looking through the bullet holes trying to figure out who's there on the Where's other he side. Who is he? What? And then what? we just see two hands burst through and grab Neo by, I think, like the throat. By the throat, yeah. And it, Neo's trying to stay in place. And we just hear Trinity uh, yell, it's an agent. And then we see Morpheus just with his hands in front of him, just like like gathering up all the strength. He yells. He's like, ah! <laughs> and just bursts through the wall on top, on top of the, of the agent. Um he yells for everybody to go, and Mor or Neo's like, Morpheus, no. And he Morpheus yells, Trinity, go. Um, they all basically are like, let's go. And I think, yeah, like Cypher just full on let's go. Yeah, they just slide Switch their feet an down the inside of the wall. Do the same things. And it looks like uh, Neo's trying to hold on, and mm -hmm. I think Trinity like kicks his fucking hands or something i think she just grabs him by the him ankle oh it could be and just lets too. the momentum and her weight just drag them both down because he goes down with uh trinity they're basically going all the way down to the basement um uh, but before they hit the basement we see agent smith uh say you must be morpheus and morpheus is like and you are agent smith He's like, you all look this. Morpheus says, you all look the same to me. And we just see with no effort That's at all. That's racist. With no effort at all, he basically like separates Morpheus' hands from him, from uh, around uh, the, the other agent, like chest. And with no effort at all, basically, and just throws Morpheus off of him. We see Agent Smith like basically like pump his arms into the ground and like pop up at the same time. It's weird, but also interesting at the same time. And then right when that happens, we cut to the the rest of the team dropping into the basement. We see SWAT team members surrounding them. Uh, APOC and Switch start taking out SWAT team members left and right. 
uh, Trinity and Neo dive into like a sewer grate in the basement. They tell Cypher to do follow them along with Apoc and Switch. Apoc and Switch dive in after them, but then Cypher dives towards it, but then doesn't go in. Yeah. What happens to Cypher? I have no clue. Which we'll get into another point that I kind of irritated with here in a second. We'll get to it here in a, a bit. Um, but we cut back to uh, Morpheus and Agent Smith, and Morpheus, he's not really winning this fight. He's basically well, trying to block blows. Um, they tell Neo mm. whenever they're talking about agents in the ship, like, don't fight an agent. If you, you see one, if you run into an agent, run, run. because you cannot win. Like, you can't win against an agent. Mm-hmm. There's no way. And Morpheus knows this as well as anybody else and i think trinity even says this like we've because neo says we've got to go back for him and she's like no he knew what it meant to dive out of the wall he chose this yeah like um yeah and so morpheus is getting his ass handed to him and you see him trying to put up a good fight but he's mainly trying to block blows left and right we even hear him go as he's trying to block which is Absurd, but it's also like yeah, all Lawrence right. Lawrence Fishburne has some fucking, <laughs> right. like come on man acting choices in this as well. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Agent Smith like grabs his head and like puts it through the fucking sink. I think that's at the end of the fight. So yeah, he like basically grabs him by the shirt and just tosses him to the other side, and he hits the sink, bounces off the sink, and then hits the toilet. Like he ping pongs off the one the, off the sink into the toilet onto the ground and agent smith is like all right he's spent walks out of the room tells the swat team members that basically you handle this they come in and just start beating the piss out of morpheus even more uh, we then cut to i think it's trinity on the phone with tank saying hey or no it's cypher cypher is on the phone with tank tank says operator he's like i don't know there was an accident we just see right behind him uh just a car like flipped over on its side just in flames at this point and he's on a payphone. Yeah. But Tank is like, oh, I'll find you the nearest exit. And it's like uh, some old pawn shop. There's a phone there. But he's on a payphone. Not all payphones are created. Hang equal. up the phone, ring again, then you can pull a cipher out. Not all payphones are created equal? I guess. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> See, I took it as like there are, like, not every phone can pull you out of the matrix. Or literally every phone line could pull you out. The only phone they have an issue is that one because they never use it to pull anybody out of. Well, every other I'm, phone that I'm has a landline, they do. Like they tell <clears throat> Trinity to go to the fourth floor apartment, apartment X, and like there are apartments A through X on the way there. Any of them would have phones as well, so why didn't you just choose apartment A? Yeah, I guess. Because because it can't. Like, there are only predestined exit points. I guess. Um, but they don't really explain why specific phones I know. Can. I know you don't play New World, but, like, there's... What's New World? The, the one game that I'm playing it's right just, now. It's just called New World? It's called New World. Okay. It's Amazon Games' first game, like, Amazon Game Studios' mm flagship game it's the first one that amazon game studios has ever done have you had a lot of experience with like amazon games because i've been interested to see uh, well, how that's, that is that's their first game that they've made mm. all of the rest of the games are just games that you can get licensed from other things right yeah. um but 
you can build camps as long as you're not in a like named area or like a lot of games will have that with like quick save features and stuff like mm. quick save is disabled here. So you can't save in certain places. It's kind of that logic. Well, I should be able to save my game anywhere because mm-hmm. this X, Y, Z reason, but, mm. but you can't because of certain things. So there's right. predestined spots that you can save or that it mm. auto saves or whatever you want yeah. or that you can build your camp or, you know, you can do this, do thing certain things. Or, yeah. That you can anywhere else. I guess, uh, Cypher runs to the pawn shop, basically picks up the receiver. We hear the digital like modem sound, and now Cypher is being pulled out of the matrix, uh, by dozer. Uh, he gets up and looks at tank. He's like, where are the rest of them? And then he tank, I believe gets a call from, uh, 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 well, he's, he's like, no, I haven't, I haven't heard from anyone else Maybe. yet. And he's like, oh, there was an accident. We got because Tank asks him. He's like, what happened? He's like, there was an accident. We got separated in the in the firefight, mm-hmm. and and I made it out. But like, what? Where's everybody else? And then he gets the call from Trinity. From Trinity, like, hey, we need an exit, and. Dozer's like, oh, it's good to hear your voice or whatever. Tank. Your tank is like, oh, it's good to hear your voice. And you can kind of see Cypher's like, oh, man. Yeah, he walks away. basically, And then Tank tells Trinity where to go, which is the same pawn shop as Cypher. Tank tells her. She's like, Cypher, yeah, we just pulled him out. He's here with us now. They get into the pawn shop. And right when they do, the phone is ringing. But we see Cypher grab some sort of like futuristic electrical Tommy gun of some sort. Yeah. Um, like a Tesla cannon. Yeah, pretty much. He picks it up and just points it at Dozer. Or no, points it at Tank as he's pull, about to pull everybody out. Fires it. It hits Tank in like the midsection off to the side. He goes down. Dozer sees this. He's like, yells out, no. Charges at Cypher. Cypher puts it dead center in his like solar plexus. And he goes sailing backwards in the opposite direction. Uh, the phone is continually ringing and ringing. Uh, Trinity says, uh, Neo, you pick it up first. He goes to pick it up, and then the line goes dead. And uh, Trinity's like, all right. Uh, she takes the phone, puts it back on the receiver. Uh, she then calls operator, and Cypher picks up. And she's like, Cypher? What are you, what are you, where's Tank? And immediately he tells her, like, I took him out. Like, Tank can't come to the phone right now. Uh, he goes over beside uh, Trinity and basically lays out everything to her. He's like, I decided to basically kill you fuckers and give them Morpheus because I want to go back in the Matrix. And Trinity's like, that can't happen. It, you're wrong. You know it won't work. And he said, no, no, they said it would because they're going to give me a mind wipe. They're going to wipe my mind. <laughs> yeah. And I won't remember anything and it'll be fun. And Trinity's like, God damn it, Cypher, don't do this. And Cypher's like, you, you know what? There's nothing you can do about this. You have to stand there and watch your friends die. Um, like, we could have been something, Trin, but you didn't want me. Uh, you wanted Neo. Said, hey, do you want anything? <laughs> it's APOC first. He's like, Trinity. And then right when he says Trinity, we see his yeah, he drops. Matrix self uh, drop to the ground. And we see him pull out. We see Cypher pull out the... APOC's... Uh, the the jack for Apox's brain. And we see all the uh, uh, vital stat- stats of Apox just go flatline. Um, he's God dead. damn it, you killed him. Cypher, you bastard. 
And Cypher's like, yeah, maybe, but, like, this is the lot that we chose. Like, you could have been with me, but you decided not to. So there's nothing in the real world for me. By the way, do you have anything you want to say to Switch? Now might be the perfect time. And then... Switch is looking over Apoc's body. Yeah, she looks at... Trinity looks at Switch. Switch is like, not like this. Not like this. And he... Pulls her plug. She and goes, goes limp, drops too her late, and she's dead as well. Um, and then he jumps on Morpheus, and he's like, "I gave them Morpheus because I was sick and tired of his shit." Did you hear that? <laughs> yes. He basically says to Trinity, "He's like, we would have told if Morpheus would have been honest f- with us from the beginning, we would have told him to take that red pill and shove Showed it up, up his, his ass." ass. Um, and uh, Cipher basically tells him, "Now uh, you need to tell me." If what the Oracle told you was true, do you love him? I think. Cypher says, look in his pretty blue eyes and tell him before he like goes or dies or something like that. And as she looks at Neo, Neo looks at her and she holds for a beat and then she says, yes. And immediately Cypher's like, no, I don't believe it. And then we cut to inside or outside the Matrix. Cypher is now having his gun that he was just holding that he dropped on the ground after he took care of everybody. No, uh, that that doesn't happen yet. He, he like walks over to Neo. He's like, that's bullshit. It can't be. If he's the one, then something... That's will right. have to stop me from doing this. Some cosmological force will have to stop me from pulling this plug and killing him. I don't believe it. And then Tang says, believe it or not, fucker, you're in my world or something like that. And he fucking laser beams his ass. Yeah. Uh, Cypher is killed at this point. Uh, the phone, uh, the original landline phone in the pawn shop starts ringing. <laughs> No, there's a super awkward moment between Trinity and Neo because from Neo's perspective, like Trinity is just like watching people die and then looks at Neo and says, yes, and then nothing happens. And he's just like, yes, what? <laughs> yeah. like, what? What's going on? I just what? saw these two people die. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going to happen? Um, we then cut to outside the Matrix and Trinity's being pulled out. Well, no, the phone the phone rings again. Yeah, the, then we cut to outside the Matrix where Tank yeah. is. Trinity's being pulled out of the Matrix. She looks at the wound that Tank on has on like a, the, his side midsection, and she's like, "Oh, you're hurt." And he's like, "I'll be all right." Um, they pull Neo out of the Matrix, and the three of them basically have a conversation. He's like, "Look, um, th- what just happened was really fucked up, but we need to do something about Morpheus." And the only thing we can do, we can't go up against these agents. They're agents, so the only thing we can do... We have to kill them. We have to pull uh, Morpheus's plug, because he has the digital codes for the Zion mainframe, and that's why they have him, because they need those codes in order to get into Zion. Um, and it, it, Tank takes off the gloves that he has. He puts it on uh, Morpheus's head. He's like, Morpheus, you've been more than just a, a commander to you've us. You've been like a father to us. Yes, and Neo's like, no, this is wrong. Yeah. Like, it, it's like on the precipice of them pulling the plug. He's like, no, wait, this is wrong. And then he he sacrificed himself for me because he believes that I'm something that I'm not. So the least I can do is try to get him back. Yep. If we, if I fail, you can pull the plug, but let me at least try. Yeah. And Trinity's like, what are you talking about? He's like, the Oracle. She told she me. She told I me I'm not the one. one. 
Um, uh, and then he starts like hitting things on his uh, digital readout for his chair, and then Trinity right behind him. Uh, he, we also hear Neo says, uh, Morpheus believed in me, but I didn't know my purpose until now, and I believe that I can do this. And uh, Trinity, uh, right as Neo is gearing up and hitting all the right, I guess, The buttons to options. get him back into, yeah. the, uh, into the, the loading program. Yes. Uh, Trinity walks up behind him, does the same thing. Neo sees this. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going in. And Trinity's like, I'm going in with you. And he's like, the fuck you are. And Trinity's like, oh, you know what? Here's what I believe in. I believe in that you'll need my help. I believe that uh, if we're going to pull Morpheus out of this uh, hellfire, you're going to need all the help you can get or something along those lines. And then she's like, I believe I'm the highest ranking officer in this ship, so you can kiss my ass. And then <laughs> we cut to them inside the loading program. It's all white. They're in their outfits, the black trenches, the latex and everything. Mm-hmm. Tank's like, what can I get you? Guns. Lots of guns. Yep. And we just see aisles and aisles and aisles and aisles of all kinds of guns. Just zoom. Zoom past them. Uh, it stops and we just see just a, a plethora of guns all around them. Neo grabs one. Trinity grabs one as well. And it's like, Neo, uh, I think she says, what makes you so sure that this will work? And I think he says, I don't know. I believe it will or something like that. No, no it's... So, uh, it's something point. Why, why do you think this will work? Because no one believes it will. Like, because nobody's ever had the gall to try, the agents won't be expecting it yes. to happen. Um, so they'll have the element of surprise, right. basically. Uh, we then cut to, uh, it's Agent Smith with the two other main agents. I don't think they ever give them names in this movie, but it's just Agent Smith and the other two agents uh, basically giving Morpheus a bunch of drugs to try to get him to talk about the Zion mainframe codes. And he's struggling against this. You can see just sweat and perspiration all over his fucking body. And um, uh, Agent Smith, I wrote this down because it's very poignant. The other two agents? Not yet. Not yet. Because they're not getting anything from uh, Morpheus. They Then Agent Smith, whenever he after he says this, then tells them to leave, leave me alone with him, and then go from there. Um, but it, Agent Smith says this. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species, and I realized that you're not actually mammals. You're, every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed, and the only... And, and the only and the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows that same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You're a plague, and we are the cure. He's talking about the agents and everything. Yep. Um, we then cut to uh, the main lobby, and we just see security guards, uh, metal detectors. We see Neo walk in. We see Trinity place a duffel bag on a conveyor belt for like a weapon scan or whatever the fuck um neil walks An x-ray scan yeah whatever uh neil walks through the metal detector and immediately the metal detector goes off and in the, the security guard has like a, a metal detecting wand he's like all right <laughs> he walks up and he's like hands up please he, he says remove all watches jewelries and belts or something like that and then neil just opens up his coat and he's just 
strapped, strapped everywhere. Like uh, he's got guns on his uh, chest. He's got guns on his hips, on his legs. He's got more guns than the NRA. <laughs> right. Uh, and the guard is like, holy shit. And then we just see Neo fucking <laughs> punched in the chest. <laughs> yes. Dead center. Just like palmed right in the chest. Right in the fucking solar plexus. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's like, I learned this from Morpheus. <laughs> <laughs> Wham. Right. Uh, the guard goes back and then all hell breaks loose. Um, Neo grabs a couple guns, uh, Trinity does the same, and they just start unloading on all these security guards. With little effort on their part, they just unload, they drop the guns, thinking that's it. And then we just hear a bunch SWAT of like, teams. like a commotion going on. Yeah, pretty much. And all the SWAT teams come into the main lobby. All I can think whenever they're all like running towards the lobby at the same time is the fucking scene from... Uh, from Robin Hood Men in Tights, whatever uh, Richard Lewis calls the guards, and they all walk in in like the big, like steel plate uh, armor. Yeah. He's like, "Oh my god, the noise!" Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Trinity and Neo see this. Uh, all the SWAT team members aim their guns at Trinity and Neo, and Trinity now has the duffel bag in her hand as they are stopped right there, dead center in the lobby. Trinity and Neo look at each other and immediately separate. Go yep, out to, go to either side. Go to opposite sides. Trinity drops the bag in the center of the room and just ignores it for the remaining time. And then they just start taking out motherfuckers left and right. Only this time it's a bit of a more of a cha- a bit of a more bit more of a challenge for Trinity and Neo. And so they have to be more strategic. Climbing on walls and, and flipping cartwheels and, and cartwheels. Like one handed cartwheel as he holds a gun as he bat, spins bat, around. Bat, bat, yeah. bat, 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 bat. Uh, a lot of stuff is in slow mo as just a SWAT team members are taken out left and right. Uh, we then cut to the agents and they're talking about oh shit, someone's here. Someone's assaulting the main lobby. What are we going to do? He's not. Morpheus isn't giving anything up. Um, and Agent Smith is like, you know what? I don't know, but leave me with him. Just go, leave. Go see what's going on. And the two agents are like, what the fuck? But they don't say as much. They just look at one another. They do as they're told and leave the room. Agent Smith. And we should mention that all the agents have like this uh, earpiece. Earpiece. That- almost like a Secret Service member. Right. But Agent like, Smith. It looks like it plugs into their neck. Something like that. He takes his out, takes off his sunglasses, grabs Morpheus by the head. He's like, I need you to fucking give me the codes because I need to get out of this place. I can't stand it. It fucking smells. This needs to stop. Just give me what I need I to do. I can't stand your stink. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically telling which, him. Which, like, I know, I know that it's not supposed to be this way, but like. It just makes me really uncomfortable watching a white man grab a black man by grab the head. a black man and tell him that he can't stand his stink <laughs> right. and how he wants to get away. Because I'm like, that's like low key racist, <laughs> but it's not supposed to be racist because <laughs> yeah. he's not talking about him, the black person. He's talking about him, the human being, right? Because he's a computer program, but at the same time, like mm, a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit, just a little. Uh, yeah, and so he's basically grabbing him by the head. You need to set me free. I'll be free once I get these Zion codes and I take out all your if, kind. Yeah, if I can, if I can get the Zion codes and be the one that brings it to them, then I can leave this place. I don't have to be this anymore. Right. Uh, we then cut back to the main lobby, and there are a few SWAT team members left. Uh, Trinity and Neo take them out. Pretty fucking quickly. They get to the center room or center of the lobby. 
basically just drop their guns like this is no big deal just drop it right here um grab the duffel bag and then uh they walk into the elevator and i really also while looking up information about this movie so that the plate of like concrete that falls as they enter the uh elevator Mm -hmm. that was apparently not planned just perfect timing right when they entered the elevator we hear the ding and then that crumbles and everything that was just happened on its own um uh, they enter the elevator we see a trinity take off her coat and just start arming what's in the duffel bag which is just a giant ass bomb you see neo start cutting away at the top of the no he opens the yeah he emergency hatch or whatever she arms it and then um they get to the top of the uh, outside of the elevator but at the top of it where the cables and everything are uh, we see on the top of the car. Yeah, on the top of the car. Uh, we see Neo shoot one of the cable lines out, grabs Trinity, looks at the cable, and then looks up at the rest of the uh, shaft. And he's like, "There is no spoon." Fires into the cable, releasing the elevator. It goes plummeting down to the lobby, and they go, "Woo!" They get shot right up. Uh, we hear the elevator slam to the ground, and right when it does, we just hear. A a big ass explosion, all this fire erupting into the main lobby, which I'm just like, why? In super slow mo. Yeah, but what's the point? To stop any agents that may be coming from outside. I guess. I thought that as well, but I was just like, okay, but there are still SWAT team members. Agents can go come in anywhere. Well, there's no more. Yeah, because at the top of the roof, this is where we cut to them. We cut to Agent Smith still interrogating Morpheus. And now the sprinkler system is on, and the two agents walk in, and he's like, they're like, what are you doing? There's also a small cutaway scene where it goes back to Tank, and he's like dabbing his forehead, like Morpheus's forehead, and he's like, oh, hang in right. there, they're almost yeah, they're almost there. Um, but the, yeah, the agents walk in, see Agent Smith interrogating uh, Morpheus in this particular way, and they ask him, what are you doing? And it Agent Smith kind of acts like someone that just got caught masturbating. He's like, I don't know. What? What do you mean? (laughs) And the other agent is like, oh, he doesn't know. And he puts his earpiece back in. And Agent Smith's like, don't know what. And then we cut to the roof. And there's a bunch of SWAT team members up there. Um, uh, Trinity and uh, Neo are quickly taking care of them right away. We see one in a helicopter saying, I need help. Somebody help me. We're being attacked. We're being attacked. Yeah. <laughs> I got a weird itch. Um, but yeah, uh, he changes into an agent. We see Neo quickly uh, take care of the last SWAT team member. Um, uh, we don't see Trinity where she's at, but we see Neo. We see an agent walk into frame, and Neo turns around. He's like, Trinity, I need help. Um, no, and- not yet. Oh, that's right. He basically turns around, fires he's all. Like, he's like, Turns around, sees the agent. He's like, oh, okay, agent, meet my guns. Bam, 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 bam. Yep. Empties both clips. Yeah, the agent hits, dodges hits every nothing round. but air. Yeah. And then... He tosses the guns to the side. And then the he says... The, side, the agent pulls out his gun. And then he's like, Trinity, I need an adult. I'm in trouble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but the agent fires around, and we just see it ripple. It was, everything slows down. We see it ripple through the air. And this is where we get the infamous bullet time scene that everybody fell in love with this movie. We see Neo bend backwards as he basically like slowly like does like a and backstroke. The, you, yeah, you see like 
the first shot being fired and then as it goes into slow-mo you see like four more shots being fired and you see him dodging them in like a weird backstroke backstroke type thing uh, and he, we see the camera just spin around them and like a, it starts at like high in the air or mid range in the air and then just goes like a roller coaster just rolls right yeah. down and then back up. And we see a few of the rounds that have been fired. Everything goes back to uh, well, no, normal everything, speed. Everything's like going by really slow-mo and then he gets nicked in the shoulder. And as soon as the bullet like makes contact with him it goes back to normal speed and he's like laying on the ground, kind of like backpedaling and the agents walking up to him. And I think he says like pathetic or something. Yeah. And then Trinity gun, walks up, a gun comes into frame on his temple. It's like, dodge this. And it's Trinity with Trinity and just blows fires around. Every, I, I love this shot. So she fires around in his head and everything slows down as his body basically be is pushed away from her from the force of the gun and everything. I, I just really love that shot because you just see half her body in the frame with like her leg and her arm is extending out from the frame. Yeah. Neo's on the ground and we just see this like lifeless body slowly going from one end to the other of the frame. It's really interesting. Um, and then... Uh, Trinity jump. helps Neo up. Yeah, and she's like, how could you do that? You you moved like they can. And he's like, well, I don't know. I just fucking did it. Like, it was and, and then he it like, wasn't fast enough. He looks he looks at his shoulder. He's like, apparently I didn't do it right. <laughs> or you know, I wasn't I wasn't fast enough because I didn't because uh, I got hit. Um, but he looks at the helicopter nearby and he's like, can you fly one of those? Talking to Trinity and she's like, hold on, I will. She calls up Tank and uh, what is it? it she asked Tank, can you get me the training program for a B two twelve helicopter or some shit like that? And he's like, hold on one moment. We cut to Trinity. She has her eyes closed. They're fluttering. And we hear everything just sink back in. And she opens her eyes. All right. She looks at Neo. She's like, all right, let's go. Um, we cut to uh, where Agent Smith and all the other agents are. And they're basically discussing like their next move or something like that. I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but as they're discussing, and we all we hear is this helicopter oh, you descending. See, you see, like... Uh, Agent Smith's back is towards the window, like looking at the other two agents, and he's like, "Oh, we should do this and this and this next." And then one of them's like, "Hey, what's that?" Yeah, as it descends as a into full, 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 full of the helicopter yep. comes into the window, and they're like, "Oh wow, a helicopter!" And it's oh, oh god, there's a gun! <laughs> yeah, and it's Trinity fl- flying the helicopter with Neo on a mini gun attached to the helicopter, and. Uh, Neo starts firing it and immediately lays waste to the all three agents right away. They they try to fire at Neo, but it doesn't work. He just right through them. All three <laughs> minigun goes. <laughs> all three of them go down. Uh, we then cut to like uh, outside a nearby room, and we see SWAT team members who are just standing there apparently on, at attention. We see all the agents transforming. Uh, from the, into, yeah, into the security them. guard, those SWAT team members into the agents. That's what I meant. Uh, we then see Morpheus uh, like strain and look up at Neo. Neo's like, "Come on, come Morpheus. on, come on!" Uh, we hear Morpheus just yell out as he separates because he's handcuffed behind him with all like these diodes attached to his face. Uh, he screams out, "Ah!" as he breaks the chain for the handcuffs, and immediately he starts booking it towards. Um, Neo in the, the helicopter. open window yeah. or the now open the, window. Yeah, the fucking 
shattered window because yeah. he sprayed 5,000 rounds through it. <laughs> um, and then we get another bullet time sequence. Um, like, they do it early on in the movie, and then they do it repeatedly over these next few scenes. They do it with Neil uh, dodging the bullets. They do one right now as Morpheus is being shot at by the agents because they walk in right as he's in, like, mid-run running towards Neo, and they hit him in the ankle. Um, Neo's like, oh, he's not going to make it. He jumps out, grabs Neo as he leaps into the air to try to, or grabs Morpheus, Morpheus as he leaps into the air. And they basically are like hanging outside the helicopter. They, what happens is that they meet one another, they hold on for a second, and then Morpheus just drops out of Neo's grasp. He grabs him by the arm. The agents see this. They go to the edge of the window and start firing as the helicopter just careens away. And they hit a few times into the uh, helicopter, basically hitting the fuel uh, section of the helicopter. All this fuel starts pumping out. Uh, we hear the air, uh, helicopter just start screaming warnings and shit like that as Trinity tries to maneuver the plane in midair. As best she can. Yeah. Goes over the top of a building. That's close to them. Dr- uh, Morpheus drops. Neo lets go. And then Neo drops in- onto a nearby ledge as well. And then uh, Neo like, gets on, Trinity, up. Get out. And she doesn't. And then she's like, oh, fuck, Trinity. He grabs onto the rope that they're attached to. And I guess thinks he's going to stop this helicopter from careening into this nearby building. He grabs onto it, holds it for a bit. It looks like it's working. And then we, uh, I like this effect. So we see the helicopter crash into the building, but we see it just ripple into Before the any sort of explosion right. or anything. Uh, yeah, like a, like a ripple. On a pond. On a pond. Yeah. As the computer decides what is going to happen, yes. um, but as like as it happens, probably my favorite part of this is like you see the helicopter falling out of frame, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to stop it," and you see him like wrap his arm around it, and then he like holds back against it, and then as soon as it gets to a point where like the weight is taking the over. weight is there, yeah. he just like. Wee like yes. slides right, right to, to the, the edge, edge. and yes. then he fucking manages to like control it for a minute. Yes. Uh, she slices yep. the, the cord and ends up like dangling as, at the other end. As the building ripples and then explodes, it slams her into the window on the building that they're on and like spider webs the window, but it doesn't yep. break it. Right. And then he pulls her up to the Roof with them. Uh, yeah, Neo pulls her up, and right as Neo pulls Trinity up, he's like, "Do you believe me now, Trinity?" And more, or Neo's like, "Morpheus, I'm sorry, but I'm the Oracle told me." And Morpheus is like, "She only told you what you wanted to hear, what you needed to hear, or what you needed to hear, whatever." We then cut to the agents. No, we cut to them calling Tank. That's right. Um, and Morpheus is like, "Tank, we need an exit," and he's like, "God damn it, it's good to hear your voice." Yep. And then it cuts to, or as as they're telling, or as he's telling them where, yeah, a nearby going. like subway station. Um, and as they're telling, a uh, tank is telling him that we see the agents go to where they just were at the top of that roof. They see that they're nowhere to be found. I believe they say, "Oh, we have them. We know where they're, we know where they're going, going or something like that." Um, they get to a train station or subway station. It's just, uh, just riddled with like graffiti paper trash all over the place we see a homeless man in the far off corner but we see a phone booth it starts ringing they walk up to it morpheus grabs it they all give like a sigh of oh, he's safe as he gets entered back into the matrix uh back into the real world back in the real world i mean um neo grabs the phone hangs up the receiver i think uh trinity is about to tell him 
like what the Oracle told her. But before she does, she thinks better of it. And then just like Neo, or I think Neo thanks Trinity for helping him or something like that. Yeah. But as she... And he says, you next. Yeah. And as she takes the phone and puts it up to her face, she sees at the other end that that homeless man that was laying there in the corner. Is now an agent. Uh, Yeah. It's Agent Smith. He pops up. Trinity sees this, puts her hands up, and the agent fires around right as she enters the Matrix. The round... Enters the real world. Exits the matrix. Uh, yes, a- exits the matrix, enters the real world. Real world. Uh, the bullet rips through the telephone, basically destroying destroying it. Neo's way to get out of the matrix. Uh, Neo sees this. We see Trinity, uh, Morpheus, and Tank watching all this transpire. Well, literally, as soon as she gets up, she's like, "Put me back in! Put me back in! Put me yeah. back in!" Like it's an agent. He needs help. Yep. Uh, but they see this, and uh, they're to themselves. They're like, "Neo, run, run!" And he looks like he's about to. He looks at the exit, then looks at Agent Smith, and just turns to Agent Smith. And then Tank is like, what is he doing? And Morpheus says, he's starting to believe. Yep. Uh, And then both Agent Smith and Neo just start running towards one another, firing rounds. This is the last bullet time we get. Um, And it's just as they're both like bouncing off of pillars. It's not the last one. I thought it was. I would argue that the no scene is... Because it kind of slow mo's. Oh, by bullet time, I mean like the camera, like oh, roller yeah, coastering yeah, yeah. and the, spinning yeah, around. The... Um, but yeah, this is the last time because as they both jump off of pillars, like careening towards each other, firing their guns at one another. This is the, this is the last like wire work section. Yeah. They both basically. Like, yeah. They have their gun in the right hands and they and grab onto each other's guns with the with left With the hand. left and they're kind of controlling it so it's shooting over their shoulder yep. and like every time they try to get it back to like hitting one another yeah to to shooting them in the temple like they move it right at the last second it fires over the shoulder yeah and then they it speeds back up as they both hit the ground and click yep and Uh, agent smith says uh you're out and neo's like so are are you." you um they toss their guns out to the side neo like spins up onto his feet as agent smith just like gets up um, uh, they fucking get, show off. They get into their fighting stances, and he's like, "But I already fucking showed off because I could, <laughs> right? I could slap the ground and get up." Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then they start fighting, and Agent Smith pretty much ha- manhandles Neo for a little while at the beginning. And basically, anything that Neo thinks he can do, the agent can do much quicker and way more proficient at it. Um, and Neo gets back up after being kicked uh, to the ground. And does this like weird like, huh, like stance where one yeah, hand's in the air, one's hand is pointing towards the ground. It almost looks like a starting stance of a haka or something like that. <laughs> yes, we see all the dust like pop pop off of him. <laughs> yes, as he goes, huh, and like <laughs> you know that that had to be accomplished with like somebody like first off covering him in dust. covering him in dust and then like a tube running like under his shirt or something and then they're like okay at this precise moment like we're just gonna flood it with 10 psi <laughs> yes. and so he's just like huh. <laughs> <laughs> probably um uh, but yeah then they start fighting again and it looks like neo's starting to get a little bit of an upper hand mm-hmm. then Agent Smith does and fucking throws him like into the wall or something. 
Yeah, yeah. It throws him into the well. Yeah, throws him into the wall. It breaks a bit, but then walks up to him, and then we just see him just like pummeling Neo in the midsection, like super fucking. Oh, fast. that's right. With like the the six hands. Yeah, yeah. Thing and it like speeds up the sound. Yeah, it's too, like, so it sounds like he's just. Yeah, like all of them are punching him, and, and we cut to outside the matrix while and Neo's in the chair, and he's just <laughs> just reacting. To uh, Trinity's over him, watching him being pummeled and everything. Um, I think at this uh, same instance, they get an alarm saying Sentinels are nearby, and that's one scene we missed: is uh, Neo oh, yeah, being introduced to Sentinels and how they're just like, these hunter seeker type things. Uh, searching the remnants of the old world uh, through these sewer systems. And right, and if they find a ship, they destroy it. Um, the, and they just look the like only, squids with like big bulbous heads. The only way that they can destroy them is if they uh, put out an EMP blast, but an EMP blast will kill whoever is still in the Matrix. Right. So they get an alarm saying that uh, Sentinels are on the way. Neo is tossed into like the tracks of the subway well, car. Well, he's tossed into the wall. Oh, they was and tossed he, into no, the No, he's tossed into the wall behind the tracks and then collapses oh, into that's the right. tracks. Yeah, yeah. And you hear like a train horn mm-hmm. and then uh Agent Smith like comes, jumps down jumps down and puts him in a chokehold and is like, "Do you hear that, Mr. Anderson? That's the sound of inevitability." Yep. And, uh, yeah, Neo's, like, getting pissed and pissed and pissed. And then he says, my name is Neo. And then launches them both up he into the ceiling. jumps super high. Basically. Just like knocking frog, him off. Frog splats. Yeah, <laughs> knocking Agent Smith off of him. They both come to the ground. And right at the last second before the train comes through, Neo, Neo flips, flips up, up out, out of, of the way. And just Agent lands. Agent Smith reaches for him yeah. and then gets hit by a train. Yep. Don't worry, folks. He's fine. Yeah, because uh, Neo starts running away, but then we hear the train just or the subway start to careen to a stop. We just hear that high pitched screech and just stop completely. Uh, Neo, mid uh, like walking up the step or running up the steps, turns around and then sees Agent Smith come barreling out of the train, and immediately Neo books it out of there. And it, we have this small little chase scene. We have Neo. He rounds a corner, grabs a cell phone from a nearby guy. He's like, ah, he took my phone. Somebody, he took my phone. Uh, Neo calls Tank. He's like, operator. And he's like, hey, I need a way out of here. Fucking quick. Um, he tells him, uh, I've got one area, Lake and Wabash. And he, we see him uh, get to like the outside of the motel that we started the movie off on i only mention that because it comes into play here in a second with agent smith he sees neo running into like the back alley for the hotel looks up realizes hey this is the same motel i'd almost bet i know where he's going yep uh we then see uh agents two the other two agents just basically hot on neo's trail as neo basically just starts running up the steps and whatnot. And Neo's still on the phone with Tank. Tank is telling him what floor to go on, yeah, what door to hit. Take a right, take a left. Yeah, and he's just bobbing and weaving because the agents are constantly there trying to cut him off and try to prevent him from going to the room. And he's bobbing and weaving through the different um, apartment buildings. We see like an old... Uh, I'm going to say lesbian couple because it's just two old women, one in the kitchen, one in the living room. So uh, presumably an old lesbian couple uh, as he just runs through his apartment complex. Neo gets to the the floor he needs to go to and starts running towards that door, door 303. And as he uh, bursts through the door, 
enters the room. He stops dead in his tracks because there's Agent Smith with a Desert Eagle right in front of him. He pumps around right into Neo, and immediately uh, we see everybody like, no. Everybody <clears throat> outside the Matrix like, no. Uh, and at this point, the, we also hear of uh, the proximity alarm starting to blare up for the Nebuchadnezzar. Um, the Sentinels are here. They're outside the ship, and they're starting to tear into it. And we cut to inside the Matrix, and Agent Smith, as Neo starts stumbling out of the room and against the wall of the hall, the hallway wall, whatever, um, he just starts unloading his gun into Neo. And Neo is just reacting to it. And then we see outside the Matrix as Trinity watches all this and trying to hold down Neo's body in some manner. Uh, and we see his stats flatline. And Neo drops to the ground. And then we have uh, Agent, Agent Smith just walks away, doesn't say anything, just walks away from the body. And all three agents are at the end of the hall Far. near and near the elevator. We cut to Trinity saying, Neo, you know how I know you're the one? Because of what the Oracle told me. She told me I would fall in love with the one. And Neo, I love you. And then she's like, and now I need you to get up. Do you hear me? Get up. Or something along those lines. Yes. Get up, Neo. Yes. And because... Because of that, and story reasons, he's able to get Boop. up. Um, whatever. Boop. His heartbeat starts again. Yep. He wakes up, sits up, wakes up in the Matrix, sits up, and stands up, and the agents are like, oh shit, I think he's still alive. They turn around, and yes, he's still alive. All three of them raise their guns up at Neo and empty their clips towards Neo. He just looks at all the rounds coming he's towards just, him. No. Yep, they stop about, uh, I say, six inches from him, and uh, he grabs one, looks at it, drops it, and the rest and the drop, rest of them drop to the ground. And then he looks down at the agents, and he sees in Matrix rain. Yeah, yeah, no. he, he that's all he sees in the Matrix world is just the rain, and it's all in like the shape of what everything should be, but it's just digital code at this point. Uh, I think Agent Smith yells, that's impossible. He starts walking towards Neo. Neo starts... No, no. He runs to Neo. No, Neo runs to him. No, no. He runs to Neo because then Agent Smith is just trying to fight him again. And Neo oh, that's right. just that's stands right. there just blocking every move. Yeah, with one hand. Just like one hand. completely disinterested. He's like, <laughs> the fuck is this fucking Nat doing? Like, <laughs> and then Neo grabs him by the arm and then kicks him. And then we just see Neo just standing on yeah, one leg. Because it's it's one fucking kick. Like, that's all he does. And he sends him to the sends other end. Sends him all the way down to the other agents. And then he just stands there in, like, the kick pose for a minute. Yes. And then very slowly, like, turns and puts his leg down. And then just starts sprinting at him. And it breaks his... Uh, Glasses. Glasses. Yeah. Agent Smith gets back up, and he's yelling as he's about to tackle uh, Neo, and then Neo just... Neo's tackling him. Yeah. Neo lunges at him and then enters him. That's no better way to say that. Make it sound like 10% (laughs) less sexual, Greg. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, So he enters him, um, disappearing inside his midsection, and we see Agent Smith... He dives into his chest, and he's like, get him out, get him out, get him out, get him out! Yeah, he's like trying to like articulate in a certain way, but he's like, oh, this doesn't feel right, and then he feels something in his hands. We see like cracks starting to form on his face. And like burbles and boils and stuff, kind of like... And light is starting to... uh, like, uh, Like the mummy... 
um, whenever they show the, oh, the yeah. scarabs, yeah. how they're crawling underneath the skin, and it's yeah. just like a bubble of skin-colored latex that moves around yeah. somebody's body. Um, he's writhing in kind pain Kind of all over, point. except this one is like done with CGI, because at one point it like crosses under his eye, and like his eyeball gets fucking huge, and then <laughs> yeah. goes back down. Yes. Uh, and then cracks appear, and... Yeah, he, and then he explodes. Yeah, he explodes. And Neo's just kind of standing there like, like one arm up, one arm down. No, no, he's just standing there with his arms to his side, like in a like this position. Oh, that's right. And then like, (laughs) it like kind of like warbles out and then back in towards him. Like everything around him is breathing with him. So he inhales and exhales and so does everything around him. The walls and the doors, everything. And then he like looks up at the other two agents and they're just like... I'm nope <laughs> not today <laughs> we cut to outside the matrix and uh trinity morpheus and tank are about to be killed by the sentinels and trinity says neo run and he hears it inside the matrix books it back to the room and then picks as up the he phone. as he picks up the phone we then hear trinity yell no but then uh they have the emp primed but then morpheus hits the button emp goes off killing the sentinels and Trinity, she at the same instant, pulls out the jack. Uh, she doesn't yell no. She yells now. I thought it was no. No, it's now. Oh. As she's disconnecting him from the Matrix, meaning he's safe to to go ahead and hit the button. Okay. Oh, She covers Neo as the Sentinel drops to the ground. She lifts up and sees Neo is alive and well. Uh, they make out. Uh, and I think that's it. We cut to black. And then we no. cut to... Neo, I mean, with the main story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then we cut to the same digital code that we see at the beginning of the movie where it's starting to run a trace on the phone that Neo's using. And we hear Neo say this. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I don't come here to tell how this is going to end, to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you, a world without rules and controls, without borders and boundaries, a world where anything is possible, where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. And then we cut to him hanging up the phone. We hear what sounds like a sonic boom. Yeah, as he looks up to the sky and just the camera just like jolts up further and further away from him and then we hear like yeah as neo flies into the air and up past the camera and then credits rage against the machine i think wake up is the song yeah i believe and that's the movie yep and it's a really good movie like i said at the beginning of all this i really enjoy this movie um it's probably the if i ever go to a matrix movie it's probably usually like i We've said numerous times the reason why we tackle certain franchises at a time is because we are completionists. But with the Matrix trilogy, we are going to watch the other two and, of course, Resurrections. But anytime I decide to watch just the Matrix, I just watch that and I'm just like, I'm good. Yep. The other stuff is perfectly fine. I love a lot of the ideas in the other two. It depends. It really, really depends. Like the last time that I watched it, I watched all three of them. Mm. But it had been a while since I watched all three of them. Mm -hmm. And there's certain things that I really, really love. Like the fight scenes in, in the Matrix movies are very well done. Yes. All of them. All of the Matrix movies. Not just the first one. Yeah. Minus maybe the fucking park scene. Yeah, well, that's just mainly because of the CGI. Right. And the bowling ball clatter 
near yeah. the end of the fight when he tosses one of the agents into a bunch of them. Just like, all right, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, but for the most part, like especially whenever it's one-on-one or small group fights. When he starts, uh, I think it's in Revelations, where he starts fighting the Oracle's bodyguard. I can't remember his name. I don't either. Um, but it, it, he's in a, a, the approximation of a login screen for a computer system. Because he's constant. When he first meets Neo, he the fight that they uh, get into, or no, it's in Reloaded. Whenever he's looking to meet up with the Oracle, because the first movie they spend like the first like forty minutes, like, all right, what are we gonna do? I don't know. We have to wait for the Oracle. Oh yeah, and he's in a tea house. Yes, and he fights. Uh, I want to. I don't want Silas. I initially wanted to say Cipher. I was like, no, that's Joey Pants's character's name. I don't remember, but he's in a very like Bruce Lee outfit. Yeah. But he's the approximation of a login screen and where he, he fights Neo in the Reloaded movie because he's basically doing the capture, are you a human test? Yeah. <laughs> essentially is what he's doing. We'll get to it when we get to it next week, but that's essentially what yeah. he's doing. Um, so, the, yeah, there are several ideas in the other movies that I really enjoy like that. Um, the fight scenes, of course. The idea of... Do we really have choice? Is choice really a thing? The, the twins. The twins. Uh, the old remnants of other uh, matrixes. Mat- matrices? Yeah, whatever. Uh, the idea of the architect. Uh, I don't like how he looks. He looks more Colonel sanders Yeah. Uh, I would have gone with a different suit. <laughs> I've got 11 urgent spices. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but I do like a lot of the ideas in the movie like i've said numerous times through this episode it's just poorly executed from time to time yeah um but uh, this first matrix movie had a decent score for both audience and critics on rotten tomatoes uh the critic score was 88 percent. the audience score was 85 percent um and then we get to the, respectable numbers yeah especially for its first time out yeah uh with a new like the, the a completely new idea yeah it wasn't based on any previous property it was based on uh actual scientific work but it wasn't based on any previous property whatsoever right um so warner brothers took a chance on this which i really commend that idea especially in 99 when they were starting to ramp up like either sequels or remakes and shit like that um but the budget for this movie is 63 million and I'll give you the twenty twenty one dollars with the inflation and everything. Uh, opening weekend was twenty seven point eight million dollars. Domestically, one hundred seventy point or one hundred seventy one point five million dollars. Internationally, two hundred ninety five point two million dollars. Altogether, in nineteen ninety nine dollars, four hundred sixty six point seven million dollars. Nearly half a billion dollars on just that one movie. Uh-huh. Um, but with uh, twenty twenty one dollars at a sixty six point eight percent increase. Budget was 105.2 million. Uh, opening weekend, 46.4 million. Uh, domestically, altogether, 286.2 million. Internationally, altogether, uh, 492.5 million. And then, altogether, international and domestic together, 778.7 million dollars. So nearly a billion dollars um, on just that one movie. Obviously, the other movies, the Critic score and the audience score are not the greatest, but the box office for those two movies are really good, incredibly well done. Like I've said, this movie was very formative in my youth, uh, to the point where I helped me develop a phobia, gave me one of my first, one of several crushes I had in movies. So I really enjoy this movie. It's a movie I constantly go to, whether it's for the white noise to go to sleep to. That's not saying it's a bad movie. It's just one of those comfort movies where I'm very comfortable with just watching. Like five minutes of it, and then just passing out to the noise of the movie. Right. So, 
Anyway, that's pretty much all I got. And that's all I've got. Make sure to comment, rate, subscribe. Tell us what you think about this first Matrix movie. Tell us what you think about any of the movies we've talked about or any that you may want to hear us talk about. And uh, so next week we will be talking about uh, Matrix Reloaded. Uh, and the week after that, yeah, Revelations and then Resurrections. For some reason I had in my brain Resurrections and then Revelations. No, it's the other way around. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdinian. You can also find me on both those platforms at that wanker. And then you can find me on TikTok at that wanker with an E. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, then you'll never make it through the night. We're going to press on. And we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down the chimney, tonight he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. <laughs>